What's all this red mean in this deadbeat neighborhood? What am I doing here? He said, my guess is this ain't good. Things I don't understand, blood on my lips, blood on my hands. I cannot think, what did I do? Running down the road, running from the werewolf loose. you call a werewolf with no legs what anything you like he can't chase you literally the the other joke on here is why do werewolves howl at the moon why because no one else will do it for them why did you all fall out the tree and no arms dead that was a genuine joke in a star wars book that i got for star wars joke oh remember yeah and it was recommended for a certain age group was it for children what do you get if you cross a werewolf and a pet dog? What? A terrified postman. Yeah. Ah, right. I mean, dogs are scary enough, aren't they? What parting gift did a mommy werewolf give to her son when he left home? What? A comb parting gift. Oh, fucking hell, I should have got that one. Shit, this Kick me cell. What's a werewolf's favourite hobby? What's that? Collecting fleas. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And you're happy for this to be your intro to part three, are you? Yeah. Okay. What did the werewolf say when he sat on the sandpaper? Ah, woo! Rough. Ah, uh, it's a dog. <laughs> no. They've they just took in... all the dog jokes and they put werewolf, put werewolf yeah. in instead. Okay, right? then I'll just make one up. Uh, uh, What's the What kind of werewolf keeps the time? Do- a dog? A watch werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Banging. know, I was once... We played a game, we used to have this family thing, like big family brand tub secret Santa thing, and we always had to come up with a game to identify who would give the presents, and one year the game was, would read a cracker joke, and you had to guess what the punchline was, and if you guessed the punchline, you got your present, and the the question was, what kind of dog keeps the time, to which the answer is watchdog, yep. which is a valid answer, and Jackie went, got this. Clock Espanol, oh, which is a much, much, much better, better answer. Much better, yeah. And it wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she should get all of the presents. Yeah, it's much better. Apart from mine. Spring, spring. Is it Springer as well? Because there's springs and watches, isn't there? So it could work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about... Which, which musician went away and learned how to make watches again? Moby, because I was talking I about Moby not, today. Is it Maynard James Keenan? All oh, right, really? Is Someone, it? some famous mm-hmm. musician fucked off and learned how to make watches. Because I was um, talking about Moby today because he's... What does he do now? Not much. No, I haven't heard from him in a long time. Do you know why he's called Moby? No. Because he's an ancestor of Herman Melville who wrote Moby Dick. Really? Yeah. That seems like it could be true. No, it is true. <laughs> right, Google it. There's a really good podcast that I can't remember the name of and I won't tell you and I can't be asked to Google. But it's um it's basically like it's one of those like this American lifestyle ones where it's interesting stories mm-hmm. and the interesting story I'll try and find out what it's called because it's so good is there's a guy who when he was it kind of ties into the thing that you said in the last episode there's a guy who when he was younger was a really good high school friend of Moby and he lent Moby the CD that has all the samples mm. that went on to make play like the remember me mm-hmm. I want he gave him. He gave him like this, it's like this old, like kind of roots. It's almost like a um, 
like African American uh, song CD, mm-hmm. and he gave it to Moby, and Moby used all the samples to make play. And this guy is basically tracking down Moby not to get any money off him oh. to get his CD back because it's a really <laughs> rare CD and I it's really it was good. Be a callback to what we're talking well, it's, about. Well, it's, it's vaguely similar. So basically, he had initially reached out to Moby, and Moby had like shunned him and stopped speaking to him mm-hmm. even though they were really good friends because he was scared that he was going to try and get money off him when really all he wants is his fucking CD back oh, and shit. for Moby to publicly acknowledge that he wouldn't be famous if it wasn't for this guy giving him the CD well, and it's a really it's a really good podcast episode it's only like 40 minutes long and it's basically this guy and a journalist on a mission to meet Moby to get Moby to publicly confess that he stole his idea okay that might be worth what? what where did you say that? Oh, let me try and find out what while you while you find out mm-hmm. quick uh, welcome to part three yeah of the Halloween special it's a crescendo isn't it this oh is, no that's one is crescendo the end crescendo is like something building to a climax oh, like the so crescendo cl- moments in Left 4 Dead it's the climax of the of the Halloween special that's what happens when you let Simon do the intro to a, a podcast he tells some jokes yeah. No, I'm joking. That was. A, I'm actually in turn to making a joke. That was a really good intro. Probably the best. Yeah. Should we just do that from now on, Ross? Just to tell jokes at the start of the podcast. No, because I'm notoriously bad at jokes. The podcast's called Heavyweight. Heavyweight, right? And um, yeah, apparently it's it's this article is saying it's the greatest single episode of a podcast ever. Oh, really? And I would agree because it's really riveting. Okay, we'll check Heavy, it out. Heavyweight, it's called, and the episode is about Moby. Speaking of heavyweights, we got Ross here with her. Hi Ross. Hello. Um, you you decided to do another playlist for werewolves, didn't you? Because your last one was such a success. Uh, what yeah. was your last one about? Uh, End of the world. End of the apocalypse. New yes. apocalypse. But I haven't made a werewolf song, and I won't. No God damn not. you! I will not. Thank make God. One. You take the wheel. You get you get your face I mean, stuck right in that mic. Bark of the moon's already nailed it. You know what I mean. Bye, so I'm for my playlist. I'm always gonna pick thirteen songs, right? So unlucky there's other games. Me. Yeah, unlucky for everyone else having a listen. It's a spooky it. number, isn't it? It's spooky. That's why five I spooky it. for me. There's no row thirteen on my playlist. Dude, dude. So number number one of the thirteen tracks of Spookdom is <laughs> Metallica's "Of Wolf and Man." It's oh, gotta yeah, be, yeah, hasn't it's it? Gotta be in there. So it's a banger from the most famous Metallica album, the Black Album. Not my most famous. Uh, favorite album but you know one of the lyrics is so seek the wolf in thyself so it's like all about changing mm-hmm. and stuff like that finding the beast within that's wow Hefield's just walked in like, mm-hmm. yeah Hefield how are you doing just wait downstairs Don Knoxley imprisoning me like yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a class impression, actually. So let's see if we can do a piece Imagine... steel impression for number two. No. Type or negative, Wolf Moon. That's number two. Wolf Moon! Wolf Moon! So uh, apparently, Wolf Moon was the nickname Pete called his girlfriend. Because. She loved that. She loved. She was just constantly. She would baby. turn him into a beast. That's right. what the, the joke is. The filthy beggar. Track three is. <laughs> Clutch the Wolfman kindly requests. It had to be a clutch track on here, and it's a it's a class track. You know that uh, Chris Dubbs is going to love that. Awesome, Witchery, the Howlin'. Mm-hmm. It's a black thrash band, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like chugging along, and it's got some howling in it, so it fills that void. Venom, Cry Wolf. Mm-hmm. 
You know the local band that we often talk about? Oh, the yes. Black invented Metal Black band. Metal. Mm-hmm. Yep, they invented Black Metal. That's right. That poem that I read out at the start of the first, uh, the second yeah. episode, the reference that in there. Of the sewer. No, because it's from that film in the 1950s, isn't it? That's Wolf. Where Wolf Poetry. Yeah, Wolf Poetry. <laughs> Wolf Poetry 2. Wolf Hall. Who? Wolf. Tell everyone tell. I'll take a drink as you get this out of your system. <laughs> You'd have to just take a few minutes just to... Uh... Ah, right. Number six is Six Feet Under, Lycanthrope. Theme tune. <laughs> theme, tune. <laughs> theme tune. Now, like Not if, the theme tune. <laughs> six Feet Under, or oh. if anyone doesn't know, they're a band that was created by Chris Barnes, who used to be in Cannibal Corpse. He left Cannibal Corpse mm-hmm. and he made... Jim Carrey's favourite band. Yeah, that's, a f- that's true. I think that's come up yeah. before. I've heard that before, yeah. So, Chris Barnes is like the... He's one of the early, like... <laughs> the first... Just that's six so well. the technical term. <laughs> the first Six Feet Under album is pretty good, but now, do you know what they're doing now? They're making albums where the cover, fucking TNT, or like... um. What's TNT? Purple Haze or something. TNT's by ACDC. ACDC. Also, it's like... Yeah, it's terrible. And I apologise if anyone of our listeners like that. Neither I'll be offended, probably. It sounds like... Right. I I don't know if he does, but I would imagine... Seems like a goth. (laughs) It's not even goths. I I don't know who would like... A t- a black a, metal cover a, of TNT. A death metal band covering badly. Oh no, sorry, I thought you. <laughs> I, I, I was referring to the original. It's out. I've got. A, I've got a feeling that he probably likes the original song. Well, I like the original. Yeah. Right, well, okay then. Great. I'm, um, I've been. Um, what's the word? Vitriol. This is vitriol. Is that the right use of that word? Cut a TV screen. Yep. Yes. <laughs> is that good? Uh, is it? But I Bono, 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 Scott. Do Dave Mustaine again? <laughs> I didn't do Dave Mustaine. You did, man, from Metallica. Wow. <laughs> he was in Metallica. Can this you is do Dave Mustaine? Be a long you can do, I bet you can do good Dave Mustaine. I, I don't know what he sounds like. Oh God, I was listening to the last year's episode, and uh, when you did that, don't do it because I don't want them to listener who hasn't heard last year's episode to benefit from not listening to last year's episode, but when. Listener, check out last year's Halloween special when Simon does an impression of Hyacinth Bouquet. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. You think that sounds like Mustaine? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, just, so I'm just you, hold with it. on a second. I just interrupted to say Because he that. could do a good impression of Hyacinth Bouquet. You initially think, oh, he must be able to do an impression of Dave Mustaine. My chaotic fucking thought process there makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> can I just so say, Simon can do all impressions. <laughs> Maybe. This is Ross's playlist, I'm not sorry, Tom yeah. Rambler. Ross's playlist. Ross's. Ross's playlist. <laughs> so, track three... Is three. What? <laughs> wow, good. good. Uh, I deliberately said that. Well, good test. Track seven. <laughs> seven? Yeah. Oh. Trouble, The Wolf. Has oh. anyone heard of the band Trouble? No. No. They're kind of like... They um, play a song. They're like a, an American... And Montaigne. Pardon? Rayla Montaigne. Trouble, 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 trouble. Anyway, they're kind of like a um, new wave of heavy metal kind of... Band, but the that track's class. May not be <clears throat> about werewolves, but it's about wolves. It's got wolves. The sword, winter wolves. The sword are a complete rip off of Sleep. I don't know. If oh you, yes, and the doom metal band. Yeah, and this track's pretty cool. 
Megadeth oh, actually feature on this. Give me steam. She Wolf by Megadeth. There's a She Wolf in the closet. Yeah, I fucking hate that song. Shakira. Shakira. Her hips do not tell fibs, though, I'll tell you that much. Track 10 Legenda. Wolves, Honey, Wolves. Now, Legenda are this kind of like melancholy, melody kind of. I don't. Like, goth kind of synth band. Right. With a bit of death metal and black metal rubbed in, but Terry Cradle fucking loves them. Really? Yeah, they sound a bit Cradle like mid paced kind yeah. of Cradle of Filth. <laughs> Mastodon, The Wolf is Loose. That track, oh, yeah. the first fucking. The first drum fill sounds like Scooby Doo, doesn't it? Absolute like, yeah. I met them, by the way, and they were arseholes. Is there, is I met them and they're fucking team. high as fuck all the time, though, aren't they? Is there a like, type didn't of they, Have you seen the documentary of them making that album? Which one? I can't remember which one it is. The one after Leviathan. Is it called We Get High? That's what this is from? Yeah, the just, one after Leviathan. They just take Oblivion. loads of, Yes, they just take loads of acid and sit in a room and make the fucking barnstormer of an album. Like, Well, that would explain... The concept, uh, it's a concept album, yeah. and it, I tried to get my head around it, and it's fucking metal. It I suppose I didn't have any LSD. On LSD like. Does, uh, is, is Mastodon, is that, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to regret saying this, mm. is a Mastodon a type of dinosaur? No, it's a large mammoth-like creature. Okay, right, thank you. Extinct right. historical creature. Right, thank you. So we're nearly finished this, this list that's took quite a long time. <laughs> This next one's good though. I've got the list here as well. I like the I like the name of the song on this last next one. Uh, Beret. I think they're a black metal band, right, from Finland, and the track is called Semen. Oh, is it Semen Wolf and Blood? I've got Werewolf Semen and Blood. Oh, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Werewolf Semen and Blood. Mm-hmm, yeah. What's long and hard and full of werewolves? <laughs> So there, there was a, quite a lot of black metal I could have picked. I could have picked Ulvra. They they had a, a whole album about fucking wolves and shit like that. And there's some bands that actually call themselves like... But it's that's quite good because it's short and punchy. And the last track by The Misfits is Demonomania. And mm. the, the um, core, it's only 45 seconds, that song. And the end of it is Demonomania, Demonomania, my father was a wolf. Oh, okay. okay. I'm very surprised at the lack of Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon. I, I don't like Ozzy's solo stuff. Fair enough. And this is Ross's playlist, remember? Very true, yeah. I just, I just assumed, I just safely assumed that it was going to be in there, and I was in. Never assume anything on no, Ross's playlist as well. Mr. Unconventional over there. Mr. Unconventional heavyweight Ross. Right? Awesome as, as usual, Ross. Thank you. Chris Dubs in particular, I think, will enjoy that. Uh, because yeah. he text back some uh, I'm sure you'll send an email in with, with some comments on the next episode he knows how to get in touch but for those who don't Simon G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R at gmail.com I think you missed out the year I didn't G-O-N-A-R no you didn't sorry fucking hell <laughs> so hot you still are <laughs> what did you say at, at, at what at gmail.com no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> you little guesser no it's yahoo.co.uk fucking hell it's the 90s at AOL.net. <laughs> I've still got Yahoo uh, email address for myself as well. Yahoo! Isn't there a um, Radiohead track that mentions the wolf? It's from The Thief. What's that Thief album? Hail the Thief. Hail the thief. Yeah. There is. There, there was the oh. lead single, wasn't it? 
Um, and we suck young blood. No. See ya. That one? It, I don't know. What the fuck's it called? A Wolf at the Door. Oh, the yes. last track from Hail to the Thief. That might be not be the one that I'm thinking of then. I think it I'm thinking of a different I guarantee song. that because it's you're a completely different song. Man, we suck young blood. Yeah. That's the one you're <laughs> Is that what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. It's from a different I mean, album. Was a, that's, more vampiric. <laughs> that's more vampiric than werewolfy. Do you think wolves suck it out? No. Or do you I think, think they, they suck it out? For the Sorry, one more time? Excellent, let's move on to the next part of this podcast. Great listener, if you're still with us, thank you very much. Uh, if you're not, you'll not hear this, so I suppose it doesn't really matter. But we're now going to go on to the real meat of the podcast. It is TV shows, movies, and games, all featuring or uh, based on or maybe just maybe in one of the scenes to say the word wolf. Uh, we've we've got them all in here. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> this is a long list, boy, boy. I'm worried that I'm going to run out of beer. I've got a fridge full, man. Awesome. Carry yeah. on. Okay, so first of all, TV shows. Mm-hmm. We'll just I'll just blast through this list. We don't need to dwell on it unless there's anything in particular I want to say. Uh, but it's just a, a list that I've accumulated. Yes. And if there's any that you think of that I haven't mentioned, please, fucking die okay. Both feet. First of all, Bitten. These are heard of it. These aren't chronological. Oh. <laughs> it's going to make us sick. Well, it's not chronological. Yeah. I'll edit it is so it that it is chronological. You're going to edit not, it. It's nothing just no ical, order. Not Fuck me, absolutely Tom. Absolutely no That's so anti-Tom. The games are. The games are chronological. Surprise the movies are just... Ah, that was a fucking shop. So, Bitten, 2014 to 2016, apparently. Canadian series. Now, there's a lot of Canadian series. A lot of oh, Canadian yeah. hard-on for fucking... Uh, well, because they got all those wolves. See, werewolf I don't over there. That was like sounding more like I was from Bristol. <laughs> I can't believe there's a fucking werewolf in my fucking farm. <laughs> Eating me chickens. There's a, it, this one's based on the the Women of the Other World book series. Nope, never heard of it. Move no. on. Follows a female werewolf who is torn between normal life with human BF, that's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and her obligations to her werewolf family. Werewolf okay. family. Did you go back to Metallica there? Yes. Hemlock Grove, 2013 to 2015. Yeah, handsome man on the cover. Yeah. It had the know. kid from It. It, he plays a part in it. Bill. Bill. Hooks. Hooks. Skarsgård. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know where I was going with those letters. <laughs> Netflix original horror series based on a novel of the same name. First, what was that? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I tried to go past it, but what did you say? <laughs> You going hack, hack. Oh, Huxton, Huxton. Uh, the first season was about a Romany boy who was a werewolf. Mm-hmm. A lot of references to uh, Romany law in werewolf stuff. Gypsy stuff. Aye. Are you allowed to say gypsy? Oh, you can say gypsy, you can't say pipey. <laughs> oh, God. Traveller. Buffy. I think, believe traveller is the politically is it, correct British so term. Nomad, is that. Uh, Nomad's uh, just a type of roaming person. The nomad usually Anyone can be a in nomad. deserts and stuff. Yeah, anyone could be a nomad. Could I be a nomad? You could be a nomad. Oh my god. Pack up your things, boy, you're a nomad. So what's the difference between a nomad and a gonad? <laughs> one's in your pants, the other one's roaming around. Buffy. Yeah, Oz. Nice. And also the singer from the band. I think she was called Veruca, and the band were called Salt. I in real life, or is that... No, no, like, 
They were a fictional band. The only other werewolf in Buffy, I believe. Oh, okay. He even had sex with her. Seth oh, Green, wasn't it? Yeah, Seth Green, mm-hmm. Oz. Being was human? It? Sorry. Was the werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> Being human? Uh, 2008 to 2013 BBC version totally changed the cast toward the end of its run apparently had the lad from Gavin and Stacey in not Gavin or Stacey like just one of their lads in the original Russell cast Russell Tovey the r- original cast yes had, who, who was also in the History Boys right he rocked up in um, I think if it's the same guy the vampire ended up being in, in that fucking that TV, BBC TV show that loads of lasses like get proper fucking excited about Bodyguard. No. No. That's the new one, though. Uh, Duty. Paul Dark. Paul Dark. That's him, isn't it? Dunno. Has he got a dark pole? <laughs> Those got his top off in the fields. Has he? Mm-hmm. Does he collect wheat? Interestingly enough, that's why I'm called Ross, you know. From the 70s version, he was called Ross. Oh, seriously? Paul Dark, yeah. Wow. Really? Right. You've done it again? I was going to... Oh, Ross is <laughs> I can see no. full time. No. No. That's very interesting. What else is interesting is it's a Team Wolf TV show from 2011. Oh, anyone... oh yeah, there was a remake because there was an animated version of Team Wolf. Oh. Team Wolf in the 80s. Wow. After but, the film. Oh, I wish we'd mentioned that in the animated. Why didn't you mention that in the cartoons the, one, Ross? What I was trying to talk, say was the, there was cartoons about everything. There's cartoons about Robocop, man. Uh, there was, yeah. There was a TV but you did season. mention that though. You did mention that on the episode. Well, that was that just covered that though. So fuck it. <laughs> well, you're saving it. You were saving it for this, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Not seen it. This is me naughty. I'm not seen it. But it simply has to be shit, right? Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah, I always get it. it well. I always get it mixed up with Big Wolf on Campus, which I'm assuming is <laughs> going to be that's gonna be on here. You, you stop it, you two. But it's like literally the same film. So Teen Wolf is about a big wolf on campus. Mm-hmm. He might not be that big, to be honest. I'm presuming his size. They switched the sport, I think. Let's talk about that next. Big Wolf on Campus, 92 to 2002. Is it ice hockey with Is he an American footballer? Canadian TV show, I think he was ice an American hockey. footballer. Ice hockey then. What? Am I, well, all I saw was an image of him in a football high school jersey. I think he's he's like a bit s- of a jock. Hold on, it's Canadian. Yeah. Plays CFL, I think. What's that? Canadian football. Okay. Is Wait, that the same Canadian as NFL? Football? like? It's similar to American football, but... But they don't it's actually tackle like the rugby much more rugby league kind oh, of thing. Right. Do they apologise after every tackle? No way! He was bitten by a whale during a camp- camping trip. It was. Uh, it must have been quite an intense camping trip. He was <laughs> bitten by a werewolf. Stealing me joke. He then starts fighting werewolves, ghosts, zombies and catwomen. Catwomen? To protect his hometown of Pleasantville. But he was not... Oh. Pleasant oh, is it right? not unpleasant though? Ah, that's what they should have. That's what I've as, put as they're driving me. in. What it should have like a sign with pleasant though written. Uh-huh. Someone's and as they drive, it just knocks down like something uh-huh. and like uh, like, <gasps> like a, a there's a piece bit of, of wood. Ah, a bit of wood or a bit of growth and, uh, and, and like an owl lands on the top of the sign and yeah. knocks yeah. it off. There's a yeah, shit. There's a shit on it. Is that an owl? That was really good. Sounded more like Dave Mustaine. He always, <laughs> as always, he is missing. He's missing something. He is misunderstood, and the residents think he is the baddie. But really, he's saving the world. Yeah. It's a Even shame. though he's a werewolf, and when he changes, he can't, like. It must be tough being a superhero, you know. Ross, what's it like? Hold on, though. Before I answer that question, <laughs> he's a werewolf, so when he changes, he can't. Control it. Yeah? No, he can't, because he's got a vial of potion. 
<laughs> originals. The originals. Ooh, the the originals. originals. 2013 to 2018. It's actually a spin-off to the Vampire Diaries. Oh. Follows Klaus. Just don't even continue. Klaus Mikkelsen. Same time. You can just stop, yes. Yeah, the Vampire on. Werewolf Hybrid. Top off. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Top half wolf. Top half wolf. It gets funnier though, because uh, imagine this: a wolf vampire wolf hybrid, and I said, top half wolf, bottom half vampire. So this little dick swinging around. <laughs> <laughs> blue as the day he was dead. Because he would be totally like, Hairiest, what could he do? Like you, <laughs> you shaved from the down. Up. I've got quite white legs as well. Uh, and as he uh, and his family become embroiled in the supernatural politics of New Orleans, would Trump be a werewolf? A good werewolf, do you think? No, no. Trump would be the blubbery mess that he is. Werewolf, nineteen eighty-seven to nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, that lasted ages. <laughs> I reckon this was class-like. <clears throat> Follows Eric Eric Cord as he hunts to find and kill the Drifter who cursed Eric him. Eric Cord. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cable salesman Couldn't in like a awesome. 90s sitcom. He sounds like a made up name, like at the start of Athletic Mints, when I mean, they it, give you that <laughs> name. It's like, he's called Ah. I mean, it is a made up name, but they couldn't ah, imagine it's a documentary. Right. Couldn't be asked to give him another fucking syllable. Eric but, Cord. It doesn't even roll off the tongue. No. Eric Cord. He, he was, um, actually sounds like a character from the Beano who's like really good with electronics. Yeah, but that's what I was just going to say, like a 90s sitcom. Mm-hmm. Eric Cord is struggling with family life as a cable salesman. And I'm a gang cable to the men next door. But Eric Cord didn't realise that being... <laughs> he actually was bitten by his friend Ted when he watched what? him transform into a werewolf. Oh. Tied to a chair, Ted asked Eric to kill him with a silver bullet as he couldn't take it no more. Can I just say a recurring theme? And we'll probably This is a spoiler for going forward you know when there's like the transformation scenes in movies and, and stuff why does everyone just stand there yeah, watching, watching yeah like, I wonder uh... if this is going to be a werewolf <laughs> yeah I wonder if this is going to be a fucking werewolf how are you? oh okay. I was a werewolf and the bit is in oh the now face. I'm dead it's like oh look at this bomb dropping <laughs> oh, I remember when I was alive you're not supposed to move until um, the last minute are you with a bomb because you don't know where it's going to drop isn't that right like eh? a, not a mass, massive massive bomb but like a fucking mortar <laughs> a mortar or something like that you're not in a minute move until, a minute is a very long time you're like okay. that's That's ages like I feel like you've got less than a minute who said a minute you no I didn't <laughs> no, come you're on not meant this. to move until the last minute oh well that's just a phrase oh that's you mean the pejorative like the last second okay the last hour <laughs> 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 fucking jiggly. Yeah, just give you that. Did, did your dad sit? Threads. not threads. Let's not bring that up again. Yeah. Hey, what about the monsters? Oh uh, yeah, sixty-four Eddie. to sixty-six. He was half vamp, half werewolf. Mm-hmm. So he was top half vampire. But... No, he wasn't. He was definitely top half werewolf. He was a hairy fucking little. He had a he had a widow's peak, but he had big fucking mutton chops. He had a big hairy face. He had a class theme tune. What if monster but Jewish? That's what like the theme of the show was, wasn't it? Like a Jewish, like a Jewish song. Do you think him a monster was? The granddad was definitely Jewish. Was he? Yeah, how where? Do you think? Let's cut all this. He survived the Holocaust. Oh, I'm gonna have to now, aren't I? 
She Wolf of London, 1990 to 1991. Wow. <laughs> Another long lasting series. Based on the Universal movie of the same name. Randy, an American graduate studying mythology in London, is bitten on the moors. And I've put here, is that slang for arse? <laughs> oh, we're being bitten on the moors. <laughs> By a werewolf. <laughs> she, then, she then investigates supernatural phenomenon with her tutor, Professor Ian Matheson. Hang on. What's that novel is called? That's no, I know who you're thinking of. The guy who wrote I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard. Richard Matheson. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the sausages. Uh, while she's searching for a cure for her condition. Uh, imagine the werewolf condition. Think X Files, but if Scully, <laughs> think X Files. I shouldn't make myself laugh. I know you're si- like yeah, the, hold on, the joke really lands when you say, e, "Look at what I've written here." Think X Files. <laughs> it's not even that fucking funny. But if Scully was a hairy Raj packet, <laughs> that's what I it's actually funny. But you build yeah, it up to it. It's more guys. like a slight joke, like a. It's gonna be a I'm having a good time though. Scully. Death Valley. 2011 mockumentary following one year I know uh, it was like a it must have been a one off TV movie mockumentary following the UTF under task force a new division of the LAPD as they hunt monsters in the San Fernando Valley in California while listening to the Gone Oxlair podcast I would imagine <laughs> not San Jose. probably like Reno 911 but with monsters mm-hmm. Wolf Lake 2001 to 2002 uh, Seattle policeman John Kanan proposes marriage to his girlfriend Kanan Canine no, clever that. Yes, that is clever. But it's not his girlfriend. <laughs> his girlfriend Ruby Wilder, and she accepts. Ooh, she's so sexy. Mm. I like her name. She's certainly Wilder than his last girlfriend. She, however, as she's she gets in, in, yeah, into her car, she is attacked. The only thing Kanan finds of his new fiance is a severed hand. He travels to her hometown of Wolf Lake to find some answers. Wolf Lake. Yeah. He's How- called Caden. What the fuck does he think's going to happen? There's some foreshadowing there, like, isn't there? <laughs> However, his experiences there raise even more questions. He moves into Bite Alley. <laughs> <laughs> what John doesn't know is that some of the inhabitants of Wolf Lake are actually werewolves. Kind of in the, ne- kind of in the name, John. Come on, John. Get your head in the game. Come on. <laughs> if you've got a snake pit alley, mm-hmm. what's it with alleys? I've got alleys. I've Kirstie. got alleys on the mind. Kirstie. Kirstie Kirstie alley. Alley. The werewolves or the ones who survive the change, I don't know what that means, live on the hill. That's the menopause, isn't it? Live on the... <laughs> live on the hill. Now, it's got hill inverted commas. Is it a hill? Or is it... <laughs> I imagine... I think the hill's a big, locked-up, gated... Ah, area. community. And enjoy special treatment, separated from the normal humans. I wrote... I must it have sounds like they've got it unlocked, to be fair. It sounds like he's turned up and they've gone, oh, there's loads of werewolves, but they're locked up over there, so yeah. you can just leave now. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Take your severed hand and fuck right off. I wonder if he yeah. finds out. And by the way, you're coming around a severed head. Maybe she should have just went to the police. Mm-hmm. Good name. Do you want to join my clan? Mm, John Canine. Right oh, it's no, sorry, it's Canaan. Canaan. Yeah, kidding yourself there, mate. Kane and yourself. Legacies, which is coming in 2018, which is a spin-off from the originals following Hope Mickelson, but daughter the of Klaus. A I know. Why? Yeah. So this is like spin spin. Yeah, double spin. This is set two years after the originals. Hope attends a Salvatore school for the young and gifted, run by Professor Xavier, a heaven wow. a haven, sorry, for young vampires, witches, and werewolves where they can learn to control their abilities and impulses. It's gonna be shit. Professor right Xavier. It's not right, I just said that. Oh right. Oh, I got you sounded interested there. Yeah, uh, Piqued my interest. End it. That's the end of the TV bit. End it! What song's that? The Thrills? 
And then it just ends. That's the end of the song. Apt for the end of the segment. We still can. Okay. End it! As is my want, I have written a quiz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the answers have already come up, to be honest, and one of the answers has actually been an answer on a quiz in the past. It doesn't mean we're going to remember. <clears throat> no. Nah. So we'll just fly through it. Okay. Uh, when it gets sweet, fuck all. Um, oh, can I just say, we usually, this is like, usually try to do puns for when we play a game or do like a head mm-hmm. head sort of thing in the past with the Gonox player. So I've written a few words that if at some point you want to try it and get a pun, maybe in this whole in the next segment, I've just oh, written yeah. a few words. I couldn't, like the producer, I couldn't be asked or couldn't think of any puns. But he's written some words. So howler, canines, full moon, uh, lupine, which is like the, the plant which is called wolf, the wolf thing, mm-hmm. uh, lycanthrope, oh. rabid, silver. So but somehow if at some point you want to work them into a pun, that's great. Yeah, probably got yeah. like a silver of hope of getting one of them in. Nice. Straight away, I didn't even fucking hesitate. This guy, this guy. Okay, sorry. My wife bought me a new uh, dressing gown the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like werewolf themed, and I said, "Oh, I like that rope. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that rope." Did you just think of it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, <laughs> Ross, come I on. Like, I like that. I like <laughs> no, that. I just like that rope. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm anti pun. <laughs> um, I'll try to do one. I'll try to do it. Um, I'll just loop come back you, to I'll just loop you in on this one. Ah, oh, that was really good. I was just going to say that. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Anyway, quiz time. So, question one. Mm-hmm. Which actor played the titular role of the Wolfman in 1941? Oh. Lon Cheney Jr. Correct. Oh, nice. Little aside for that one. Uh, went to the Beehive, which is a local pub last oh, week. Yeah. And Erzden. Yes, mm-hmm. and it was on the uh, it was on the telly while we were having some tea. Oh, nice Wolfman, which is really funny. That's it, such a weird coincidence. I know we were there for so long. We kind of watched the entire film and then started it again, and we got back up to the bit we were up to when we first arrived. I mean, this one again is a given. Uh, what's the name of Neil Marshall's two thousand and two werewolf film? Dog Soldiers. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's the name of Kate Beckinsale's character in the Underworld franchise. Slain. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I just remember that from, yeah, from, from the last time. quiz. Um, <laughs> Michael J. Fox famously played the titular Teen Wolf, but which comedian played the wolf's cousin, who was also a wolf, in Teen Wolf 2? Oh. Chris Rock. Mm, no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Fair play. It's um, Jason Bateman. 
Oh, really? From Arrested Honestly. Development? Yeah, yeah. Is in you see, you threw me with comedian. Hold on a second. He's a comedian. Well, But the thing is, with me, if they say comedian, I always think of someone who's a stand-up. Now, has he done stand-up? And I'm not trying to catch you out. Like, Probably. He, I would agree that he is. he's played more comedy roles than anything else. Um... But I didn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I ever would have said Jason Bateman. Is he in Team Wolf too? Then mm-hmm. he's the tease the wolf. In really? Team Wolf. Whoa. God, how old? When was that? Do you know? Late eighties, early nineties. I'm going to make Kelly watch that now because of that. Yeah, that's a. Is it shit? Have you seen ball. it? No, I've not seen it. I bet you it's shit. Well, Team Wolf One is. I bet you it's brilliantly shit. shit. <laughs> he... Gotta get in fast with this one. What's the name of the pub in American Werewolf in London? The hope, the set, uh, I can't say the word. <laughs> the slaughtered lambing. There you go. <laughs> Gonna give that a Ross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jack Nicholson plays Will Randall, the werewolf in the 1994 romantic thriller Wolf. Wolf. But uh, who plays his love interest? Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle's Pfeiffer. Which 2003 film features Danny DeVito as a werewolf ringmaster? Wow. 2003. Uh-huh. Werewolf ringmaster. No, I didn't know what this. even is that? Werewolf circus. He's a, he is a ringmaster in a circus and also circus. a werewolf. Is if it's it not Howlin called fucking free the it, if it's not called werewolf circus, then they're missing a the trick. <laughs> I don't know. Are one. you clowning here, or is this no, actually an, this is a real clown? Oh, is it or is Sunny in Philadelphia? No, no. He, he, is it a film? It's a film. Two thousand three film features Danny DeVito as a werewolf ringmaster. No, it's not. It's not Wolfman, is it? No, nope. oh, that was 2010 or something. It is Big Fish. Oh, oh I've never seen that. Hell, okay. Great film. Is right. it good? Is it? Yeah. Now, is we... it, isn't him from the penis in that? The pianist, Adrian Brody. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The pianist. Twelve inch. Edward pianist. Bloom just, is played by. I just wanted to check. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ah. Question ten. Is no, that eight. Um, Sorry, is that? Is it Tim Burton? Big yes. Fish. Right. Okay. Should have been Spielberg. Really? Yes. Okay. Which of these is a real werewolf film? Okay. Mm. Werewolves on Wheels. That. Attack of the Flying Werewolf. Rasputin Werewolf Hunter. Or The Boy Who Cried Wolf, The Mozart Story. It's the first one, Werewolf on Wheels. Yeah, because we saw that awesome poster, which is fucking amazing. Uh, that, that, that'll crop up at the end of... <laughs> The, the movie bit where I've um, I've uh, got a list of movies that I want to see based on just the tagline and the synopsis. So, yeah. We'll Question get... nine. Which werewolf is a member of the Order of the Phoenix in the Harry Potter films? Uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Hagrid. Dumbledore wrong. I, don't, I would <laughs> not know where to start. Couldn't get. Now go through the list of pun words you gave me before. Mm-hmm. Just... Mr. Mr. Rabbit. Keep going. Mr. Lupin. Correct. Remus, oh, are you kidding? Remus Lupin is oh, the name of the werewolf. Oh, but uh, Someone, aka my father, pointed that out to me as I was reading the book and ruined it for me that he was a werewolf. So oh. he's like, oh, but he's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Class. J.K. Rowling's a good writer. Though, basic grasp of Latin. It's <laughs> all you need. Um, and <laughs> the last... werewolf. Hey, son. The last question... Which 2005 werewolf film features Bowling for Soup as themselves? 2005? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not uh, American Werewolf in Paris. It's certainly not. 
That was nah, that was I feel like that because they've got loads of that fucking road trip sort of. It's got scar, yeah. punk. It's got oh. might as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> Smash mouth on the soundtrack. Yeah. But then there's also the car chase, which mirrors the scene uh, that I told you to point shit. look out for, and it's like a <laughs> oh, and he's fucking sprinting along. Oh god, awful that fucking film. Good film mm, though. I I can't, I can't answer that. It is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 2005. Is it one of the Howland films? No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the go to, isn't it? Is it one of the Howland films? 2005. Fuck, I don't know. It's Wes Craven's Cursed. Oh, is that all oh, right? I didn't see that in any of the yeah. lists. When I really? Was... No. No, nah, well, I haven't. Oh, that'd be one to check out. It's a nightmare. So it basically took him about five and a half years to film. Uh-huh. So he filmed the entire film and then. It's another one of these films where screen tested it. People were like, this is fucking shit. Right. So he went back to start replacing characters. Mm-hmm. So like people, I think Judy Greer's in it. And she's like, oh, well, I had to go back like once a month. And From just, Archer. And just like, yeah. And just like film a scene. Wow. And just be like, it's got Nick Offerman in from uh, mm-hmm. Parks and Rec. It's got, I think it's, is it, Eli- it might be Eliza Dushku is the main. That's not a name. Lady in it. It is Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. Yes. I don't know what is Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. I don't know what does Eliza Dushku. <laughs> she's in, she's Faith in Buffy. Oh, Eliza wow. Dushku, she's one of the most attractive women on the planet. Oh, she, I was just going to say, oh, is she someone in Buffy, but you've just told us who she she's is in Buffy. Faith in Buffy. But yes, it's, uh, it's, it was notoriously in development hell and then eventually came out and is a fucking mess. But because it came out in 2005 and I watched it as like a, Youngin, I was like, yeah, yeah, love that shit. Did you write that quiz? Yes. Excellent. Congratulations. As always, you should be some sort of quiz master Especially general. I am every other month yeah. at the Tyneside Cinema. I'll get yourself down there, listener. Yeah. I do. I do flesh. go on leave. So my next quiz isn't until February, but yes. Right. After I'm doing Halloween, and then. Do you do you actually read the mountain stuff? Yeah, yeah. How did I not know that? <laughs> am I just ignorant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, class. What surprise is there, by the way? Uh, you get. It's going to be a head crab mug. <laughs> you get five. The winning winning team gets five cinema tickets. Second team gets fifteen pounds worth of bar vouchers. Third team, which in my opinion is the best prize, get like a random selection of posters from right, the okay. poster vault, and that's my prize. Ooh, I bet you that's stocked the rafters. That vault. you get some bangers, like sweet. Is it in the 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 bar? Bar cafe, yeah. What a class! You know, my favorite part of that is. The bit that has the curtains in the back. That's where I stand. <laughs> What's he saying? Can you hear him? Can you move the curtains back? Can I see the screen? <laughs> Let's move on to Chris Dubs's email. The first part of Chris Dubs's email. But we've already had the first part. It is. Um, he sent in two emails. Now the first email. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> first email was. Uh, Pass out some sweets, please. Uh, <laughs> Marshmallow. Uh, yeah. Some oh, sugar. ah, Ross, I was going to give you these Dracula teeth. There you go, mate. Oh, fucking do it. I want to suck your dick. <laughs> I made that joke last year, didn't I? You went. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but it's worth it doing it again. I've got oh, a marsh. Jesus. Marshmallow on my mouth. Oh, that smell reminds me of podcasting. <laughs> the smell of. Uh... And also looking at that ghost penis. Look at it. Yeah. Woohoo! 
So, no, right there. So, Chris Dub sent an email in about last episode, but he also sent one in about werewolves. Okay. Okay, so here we go. It's titled. Oh, I don't know if I read the title out of the last one. I'll you quickly did. do it now. Did I? Definitely did, yeah. I did, yeah. So, oh, I've lost my place. So, this one is titled When the Sun Goes Down, I Tend to Lunacy. Now, is that, I don't know what that's from, but it sounds like a quote from something, doesn't it? If hey, Google. <laughs> if he's made that up, good good work. Hey, Siri. Now, what about this for a couple of nicknames? Ghastly greetings, Wretched Ross and Phantom. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Good. Uh, nice one. So it's off to a strong start. Pardon? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. You mustn't have known you were here. Hang on. Um... Ghostly Greetings, Wretched Ross, Phantom, and Simon Fiction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. No. Science uh, Fiction. Hang on, I'll try to use one of these puns. Sil, uh, Ghastly Greetings, Wretched Ross. Psychanthrope. Right. Ghastly Greetings, Wretched Ross, Phantom, and Psychanthrope. Yeah. yeah Thanks, Chris Dubs, for the nickname. Yeah, nice one, work. Nice one, work. Nice one, mate. It's been a little while. Very much looking forward to hearing the third Halloween special. Vicif- oh, hang on, I knew I was going to struggle with this word. What does that word say there? Vociferations. Vociferations. Of the wolf and variety, eh? Very interesting. Now, can you tell me what vociferations means? Is that like just uh, just conversation, therefore, about? Because um, that's a wonderful word that I would really like to know more about. It is um, to utter or cry loudly and vehemently, especially in protest. Oh, well, there you go. Thanks, Chris. Just a couple of musings on the topic from me. Having been referred to by random Rajis as the Wolfman <laughs> on more than one occasion, I feel I'm uniquely qualified to comment. Because he has a wonderful beard and head of hair. This Chris. Movies first. Obviously, the daddy is American Werewolf in London. I take it from certain rumblings I noticed on the old Facebook that more recent viewings didn't quite stand up for the lovely Kel, but I stick by this one. Has some cool British acting talent in it. Johnny, Jenny Agatha, of course. Oh. <laughs> She's the thinking man's crumpet. But also good old Brian Glover and a very young-looking Rick Mail. Yes, yes, in the slaughtered lamb. He's in the lamb. I was very excited when I saw that because for some reason I thought other people might not have noticed that. He's dead. But also... Oh no! Sad, really sad, isn't it? But also, did you notice who the guy was that he was playing chess with? It was uh, Mister Rottweiler, whatever he's called, from oh. the Gas Man episode of Gas Bottom. Man. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Keep clear of the moors. Beware the moon, lads. That's what the quote is. There, quality movie. It would be very remiss of me not to mention that transformation scene. Now, bear that in mind, because I'm going to ask you a question in a minute. Such an amazing sequence, especially for the time. What an Oscar for best makeup, too. In a film era now dominated by CGI, it's still really great for me to see effects made from actual real materials. I'm pretty sure that film won best makeup Mm -hmm. because of a fuck-up. It basically, they invented best makeup. Oh, really? To give it to American Werewolf. Oh, right, okay. He says, um, such a cool idea to focus on just how horrendously painful and violent it would be if a human could actually physically transform into a wolf. Brilliant. So good it convinced Jacko to seek out director John Landis to work on a thriller video, of course. Very interesting. (laughs) What I will say 
because I was going to ask, actually I'll read this bit out and then I'll ask a question. Speaking of transformations and 80s werewolf movies, another one of my faves is in Company, The Company of Wolves. It um, may be a bit less well known based on the Angela Carter short story. She co-wrote the screenplay too. It's a different approach to the whole werewolf thing and has a really nice adult fairy tale quality to it. It also features a cool transformation scene which freaked me out as a kid and a dinner party you will never forget. Definitely worth a look if you haven't seen it. Now I was going to ask you guys what your favourite werewolf transformation scene is. Because I actually mentioned Thriller. That was one of mine that I thought of because I really did enjoy that. Yes. It's a way I can't. In the, um, <laughs> is it really? It looks like a car more than a... Because the, the contact lenses he puts in, like a full eye contact lenses. And I remember seeing the making of video and like they're apparently really, really painful to put them yeah, in. The Do you know who oh, awful. done the special effects of that? Tom Savini. No. John, is it not John Landis? Obviously, the director, because yeah, he said director, right? Okay. Rick Baker. Oh, of course. Yeah. Who done the special effects for American Werewolf. Werewolf. Okay. He also done Wolf. Mm-hmm. He also done um, the Wolfman, the 20. Is it 14 version or 20? Oh, it's earlier 10, than that, I think. 2010 mm-hmm. version? Yeah. Or the, the, the one uh, Benicio del Toro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 2010 or 2011. So basically, know. he's the guy that if he's on speed dial, if you can make a, a werewolf <laughs> movie. Obviously, you mentioned American Werewolf in London. Um, Just to correct my Oscar statement, mm-hmm. they invented it because the Elephant Man came out in 1980. Oh. And they were like, that was outstanding. Yeah. So we'll introduce an Oscar for it from now on. Oh. And there were only two nominees, and it was some film no one's ever heard of, and Rick Baker for American Werewolf. So it's the first winner, but they invented it because of the Elephant Man. So they invented mm-hmm. you. So after 1980, a lot of people were just like, because I think they'd been they'd, it'd been awarded twice before because they used to give special awards, so like special achievement in, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So they've given they'd given it twice in the 60s and then they hadn't given it and then in 1980 someone was like, yes, Elephant Man didn't win this this and this, but it should have won mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. like an advanced movie makeup in such a manner. Mm-hmm. So they were like right from. 1981, we will give out Best Special Effect Oscar. Nice. Of which the first winner was American Werewolf. Very deservedly so. Can you think of any other transformation scenes that you really enjoyed or thought worthy of something like that? Um, I mean, I really... It's a strange one, but I quite enjoy um, the one in Harry Potter. I've never seen it. So there's the aforementioned Lupin. Like, they're on a mountainside and it's really short. It's really brief. It's like... It's him kind of cowering and uh, someone trying to cover him and then him like pushing him away and there's just one like burst, like a little right. when his like face comes out. Okay. Because I think the new transformation scenes that often maybe lingered for too long right, or okay, they just yeah. like show a little bit. So they're just like, right, we'll put all of our effort into one really fucking good facial transformation of whoever the fuck the actor is. Is it not? It might be. I can't remember who it is. It might be David Thewlis. Um turning into a wolf and then the CGI wolf afterwards is kind of shit it's like mm. weedy thing that's what uh, Twilight did as well didn't it their yeah. transformations were immediate yeah the transformations are just like Bleh! yeah um, and it's really good mm. uh, it's quite impressive I remember seeing it at the time and being like that CGI's not shit the thing is with the transformation like if you look at like Chris mentions there how painful and horrendous it is surely you would linger with the pain afterwards you'd be like oh fuck you'd like need a week to to recover yeah so maybe it would make more sense if it was an immediate transformation you know what I mean like because if you transform or whatever uh, over like a a course of like five ten minutes and you're like oh fuck 
you'd like need to have a fucking kit before you went yeah. out massacring. You the would. Thing, the thing is about that um, question is it, it's so hard because the obvious answer is probably the the answer that we're all going to choose. American yeah, Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because is anything, you, any any more vague ones that you can think of, I don't know. I, I mean, I watched The Wolfman, that remake, yep. and it was it was Rick Baker again. Mm. Or was, was it? A bit computery. The, and it wasn't that great, but in some senses it wasn't bad. I liked, because I did, I mentioned later on when we talked about that, that when I watched the film, I made some notes, and when he's transforming and he's starting to go up some stairs and his back legs are turning, yeah. Uh, Wolfy legs, like I did actually think that was a pretty cool transformation scene. And I remember Company of Wolves because me and my sister stumbled upon that on Channel Four, and mm-hmm. it was one of those like dark. It's a, such a weird film. It's like a dark fairy tale, Aye. and um, it freaked me sister because she's terrified of dogs. She didn't oh, really? like um, in Ghostbusters, you know the the dogs. And <gasps> oh and yeah, yeah. So she was terrified of that transformation scene of the wolf coming out the mouth. It's on the front cover of that film. Yes, I did see that. I did see that front cover. And that's what I when we talked about the transformations before. That's what I had the image of, where it's the person's flesh coming back and the wolf's yeah. mouth coming out. It's horrible. Like I, re- juice. I rewatched mm-hmm. one of the transformations, and it it lingers on a poor. Um, it's a skull that's like just it doesn't look realistic and then it changes it goes more wolf like the mm-hmm. snout comes out and stuff it's funny because they all fail like no. even I've got to admit even American Werewolf in places there's a bit you can see where it's edited now yeah you know the eye of like looking back at it, you can you can go there's a bit where he's on the floor and you can tell that he's obviously his body is through mm. the floor sort of thing and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's that one scene is really poor but yet there's other ones that like his hand extending wow. yeah, stuff like so that are so yeah they're so iconic and they're so good and they're unmatched with all the other shit we've watched mm-hmm. building up to this podcast we've watched so many films where the special effects are so bad it's it's like they either they go one of two ways they go the show too much on the show yeah. too little. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be kind of in the shadows or a really quick shot, pan and shot of this wolf uh, or just the claw sweeping out and smashing someone's head off, which seems to happen a lot. Or they just show far too much of the CGI and, it, it, oh God, it just did so fast. You know, is it fucking... last, what was that film we watched? That last? Last Train or some. N- oh, right, yeah, the Canadian. What's it called again? Last, uh... Shit. Apologies. I'll oh, yeah, shit. Um, ah, last, late phases. Late phases. Late phases, phases. Yeah. fuck. So, you know, compositionally wise, that transformation scene's quite well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way it flashes, well, it doesn't flash, it it, it rocks. The mm-hmm. scene rocks from the person who's watching to the person who's changing, and it rocks like that. But I'd read... Because it's such a boring film. When you're watching it, I hate doing this. But as I was watching I was like reading up on it. And I was like, God's sake. And they were talking about how bad this... Like how they'd had a problem with the special effects. The way they were going to do it. Mm. But that scene, the way it's... The idea of filming it like that is great. But the way it comes out is cheap yeah. and rubbish. So I'll give it a bit of kudos for the way it's actually done. Because of they've tried something interesting but in reality it fails because of the special effects and it's weird because 
It's you look back at the old movies and you think, right, th- those handmade special effects, they couldn't do it. American Werewolf tried and it was good. It it was the high watermark at that end. And then you got to like the two thousand, like the introduction of CGI. Yeah. yeah. And then that took over. Yeah. And that brought all the problems that that has. Like Amer- last, the late phases. Late yeah. phases. Yeah. The late there phases. Is... That's the one with the fucking googly eyed werewolves, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely that bit because horrendous. that isn't. That's just practical effects yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they are they're like something you would buy in a fucking yeah, yeah <laughs> man. and you would you'd buy them at the shop and then you would go i don't understand this is what i want to take them this is this on, these are picture on, on amazon i do have a, a mildly obscure one um which is i think it's called attack of the werewolves uh-huh. it's a spanish i want to say is it that like film? horror comedy Anything from about 2011. All right. Sorry. Um, and that's got some really good werewolves and a few jumping transitions, but it's like the classic fast transition where it's like, yeah, all of a sudden, pan, a handy brick wall is in the way and that <laughs> werewolf comes out on the other side. Um, but I would also recommend that film because it's really fucking funny. It's right. like kind of post Shaun of the Dead, but it's like uh, Spanish people trying to do that kind right. of dry right, okay. humor. And it's basically about some dudes end up in like a medieval style town. Mm-hmm. where they hide werewolves in a barn and then they are like so intrigued by this barn that they go and investigate it and right. release okay. the werewolves and it's a very very good film I'll check that one out I'll add mm-hmm. that to my list so Chris goes on to say uh, other older movies worth a mention are The Howling uh, Silver Bullet which we'll mention later which is based on Stephen King's Cycle of the Werewolf yeah and of course Teen Wolf give me a keg of beer that's quote. exactly that's what Irish. Christian said to me when I says I'm about to watch Team Wolf, and I don't really want to watch it. Uh-huh. Give me a gig of beer. That scene's shockingly bad. What scene is that, though? Because I've just watched it very recently, but what, what scene is it? His friend goes in there and can't get served. Uh-huh. Then he goes in there. Oh, and his eyes go red. no chance of getting served. <laughs> and then this flash in his eyes. But when I was a kid, and I went to the the VHS shop, you know, Blockbusters or whatever predated that at the time. Showstoppers Emporium. Them sort of guys. Ritz. And they had all the, the videos up. And I was like, I really want to watch a horror. I can watch Teen Wolf because I'm I'm old enough. Uh-huh. But I don't want to watch that. Because f- I want to watch something. The same thing happened with Monster Squad, which oh, is another Jesus. thing. Good film, bad film. Like, yeah. it's... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I really enjoy it. And loads of people... It's one of those films that, like... When it gets brought up on Reddit, people like sing its praises like it's one of the greatest yeah, films ever made. And like I remember watching it when I was little and thinking it's okay. And it's just been added to Sky, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll start watching Monster Squad because Dawn had never seen it. It's one on my list that I want to see. Half an hour in, I was like, this is... Is it made by Universal? Because <laughs> it's got the Universal <laughs> monsters yeah. in it. Yeah. It's just... Appreciate this. i finish off um, uh, Chris's email. And then we're going to get deep in, deep, knee deep into the movies. Mm-hmm. I guess there may be some I haven't picked up on, but more modern efforts have been pretty poor for me, other than some notable exceptions, which I'll get to. The most recent I saw was The Wolfman with Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. and I thought Blind. that was a massive disappointment. Mm. Jack Nicholson's wolf was poor too in my book. It was basically just a sex pest who happened to be a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a ro- it's a romantic drama that happens to have a werewolf in it. Doesn't he have a fight with that dude from um, It's Always Sunny as well? Danny DeVito. No, the, um, um, 
he's one of the brothers. Yeah, you're right. Later on, because I remember watching it when I was a kid, because I, ah, fucking fancied the pants off Michelle Pfeiffer. And, Michelle Pfeiffer. And I watched that, Pfeiffer. and I thought that film is terrible. And I rewatched one or two scenes because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna. Not dedicating that time. Yeah. Uh, what about Ginger Snaps? He says Ginger Snaps was cool though. That was a different take on it, which I'll not say much about in case people haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet, actually. Mm. But you guys have talked about it and the the Halloween yeah. the Halloween WhatsApp group that we've got. Uh, he says it's pretty brutal. Definitely worth a look. My favourite recent years has got to be Dog Soldiers, though. Great stuff. I'm sure you guys have mentioned it before. Is Sean Pertwee in that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good old Geordie boy, Neil Marsh. Uh, now, Sean Pertwee is also in that train one as well, isn't he? That one about uh, the wolf on the train thing. I don't know if he's in that, but what Pretty I found sure, yeah, jarring about... So, what we're talking about is I was Googling, like, different transformation scenes and those... What, what is that film called, Tom? Like, the one about the train? Yeah. I've got it on my list. You keep talking and I'll find it. So, there's a bit in that where they're talking about the different ways of transformation... And it's over time, it's over a long time, it isn't just one, like, spark. It's called Howl. Howl. Oh, yes. And like 2015? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And this guy from, um, he was in, what's that Victoria Wood programme called? Dinner. Dinner, Dinner Ladies. Ladies. Yeah, he's in Dinner Ladies, and I also think he's in um, Emmerdale, is it? Is it like the one girl that yeah, did that's him, yeah. talks about that? Yeah, and he gets his come on, Brent. Get your coat. We're going for drink. Well, if you fancy seeing him getting his throat ripped out, Ooh. off screen. He sees good old Geordie boy Neil Marshall behind the camera before he had his shit period, and then his renaissance as Game of Thrones supreme. Is it? Does he direct Game of Thrones? Like, yeah. no, he only directs a few. And I was trying ah, to tell you, you said this the before. really like hardcore fight ones, yes. orientated earlier ones. You said that, before. but I agree with him. Like that, he did go through a shit period, like that one where it's the a, one about the tribes. Did, did he? That, did, yeah, rip off of uh, Escape from LA. Like, yeah, he didn't do the descent, did he? He did, but that oh, was like more free, that's good. Free Dark Soldiers. Still gets us every time. Spoiler, he did but creep it's... as well. The first creep, the one based on the London Underground. Oh, I don't know that one. You know the poles that go through the car, in the start of um, the descent, mm-hmm. gets us every time. I forget. I forget that's going to happen every single time I watch it. Film Great in Scotland. Film. Yes, masterpiece. One of those movies. What's he talking about here? One of those movies that has the quality approach of saying like it's one thing when it's actually something different. So cool. You'll never look at sausages the same way again. Is he still referring to... He must still be referring to Dog Soldiers there. I think he is, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Chris, I've destroyed your email there, by. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Apologies. such a conversation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but this happened last time, you remember, when oh, his yeah. email read it out and it took about two hours, which we don't mind at all. Definitely think... You don't mind, Simon? <laughs> Definitely think it's about time someone made a new one, though. Big gap there. Unless I hear some new recommendations on this very episode. See, I don't, I don't know if it is. I, I, I genuinely can't see. There seems to be a lot of werewolf television at the mm. minute. Like over the last five years, a lot of the television shows you mentioned were from the last kind of five years. Werewolves popping up. You've got like True Blood. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Twilight was probably the last big thing that happened that had werewolves in, and by all accounts was doggo. Um, <laughs> so like I don't know like. I, I, I guess I mildly agree that I would like to see another attempt at a good werewolf movie, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know whose hand I'd want to see it in. I do, what I want to see Sam Raimi do like a werewolf film. Uh, like, yeah. you know, to kind of go back to like that. Well, do you want to see Bruce Campbell as a werewolf is a question you want to ask yourself. Maybe, yeah. No, <laughs> okay. Well, then let's do it. I'm just standing in my kitchen, getting drunk, making a chilly. It's really windy outside, but in here it's boiling, it's class. So I'm thinking about Halloween and I'm thinking, I'm remembering walking down the street with my mum when I was about four years old. And it's Halloween and it's that bit, I don't know, before you've had your tea, but you go out for a little bit of a walk around the street. And we're walking down the street and knocking on a few doors and getting uh, sweets and attention. <laughs> and uh, nowadays I just get reported. <laughs> I went and did that. But then... They'd proffer me with vittles and uh, invite me in if I knocked on the door. But I remember walking down that kind of Halloween nighttimey bit uh, where you go out and walking down Mowbray Road, holding my mum's hand, and I'm pointing up at the rooftops of the houses, and she's going. What? What is it? And I'm pointing. And I can see, and I can still see in my mind's eye, this freakish sort of golem-esque witch thing. It's just like basically shading that bit yourself, because everyone will have one of them. But it was my one, and it was scuttling along the rooftops following us as we went down the main road knocking on the doors and watching us and I could see the thing and uh, it often pops up in my mind that is it that lots of cultures have this thing don't they where there's a special time we build into our cultures this doorway that for that one night of the year the doorway opens and the dead can rise and come back to life and we install that into our cultures we like underline it with rituals like um, like walking down Mowbray Road with your mum and knocking on the doors First class, so it's probably the best night of the year. So that is the end of the first part of uh, Chris's email. So uh, we touched on a few different movies there. Does anyone want to say anything more about two of the biggies, American Werewolf in London and Paris? I would like to talk about my relationship with American Werewolf in Paris because I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life but <laughs> I have a very affectionate relationship with it because it was like one of 
remember it being one of the first like horror movies of that like slasher era that I saw that was like mine. Like, and I was like, I'm going to sink my teeth into this film and be nice. like, oh, I love this film. Sink your teeth into it. And um, I think, like, obviously, I loved fucking Scarpunk. Like, I loved the soundtrack. I loved how fucking emo it was. Yeah. I loved the idea of, like, extreme sports, how there were just, like, a bunch of dudes <laughs> who were going to jump off stuff. Because the bungee jumped off the uh, the Eiffel Tower yes. at the start. And at the end, the bungee jump off the Statue of Liberty while well, they get married. Do you know what's yeah. interesting? I've seen this film back in the day and I can't remember a single thing about it. Wiped so, it. When you're saying about your film, I remember American Werewolf in London. I watched that when I was too young. I watched that in Poltergeist and the freaked us out. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. feel like special to me. So yeah. I can see. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's really shit. But like, I, I, there's aspects of it that I really like. I love the... Um, like scientific control of werewolves idea so like mm-hmm. you know give them like dopamine or a depressant or something at certain times and you can maybe cap the lunar cycle and mm-hmm. all this stuff but in fact that accidentally invented a drug that like induced it so that werewolves could be induced at any times like there's so many aspects of it that I think are really good mm-hmm. and the the parts of it that are like a spiritual sequel to London so like the fact that the dead come back and talk to them and the car crash scene, which is fucking hilarious in American Werewolf in Paris, I just, I think, don't work. And that's where the film gets let down. I think if it wasn't intrinsically linked to London mm-hmm. and there were aspects of it that were improved slightly, I genuinely think people would probably look back at it and go, like, it's a pretty good werewolf film. Mm-hmm. Like, the werewolf, they look bad and it really dates it, but, like, a lot of the ideas and a lot of the attacks are actually really good. Like the bit where they're all trying to get out of the nightclub and there's just a fucking dude locking the door. Yeah, it's and fucked like, up. Blood is just fucking yeah. splashing everywhere. Yeah, a bit like yeah. Blade that reminded us. Of... Yeah, the nightclub scene in Blade. Like it's it's yeah, I liked. There's aspect of it that I really love, like the fact that werewolves are like a Parisian subculture. And yeah, yeah, I think I've, I've got a. But it, it was it, both of them are considered comedy horrors, aren't they? Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 comedy yeah. horrors. But I, I felt with London, it kind of, I don't know, I, it's, maybe it's one of those ones where if I'd seen it when I was younger, I maybe would have uh, sort of respected it a bit more, I think. Because I think me and Kelly were a bit disrespect, disrespectful when we are commenting on it. Because <laughs> the acting seemed seemed mad. Like the English, like the American acting at the start, the two American characters were like, um, it was really quite trying to be as comedic as possible and getting dropped off in the moors and they were mm. kind of like, hey, well, we're having a great time. Ooh. Like being a bit sarcastic and stuff, and then the English acting, especially the the doctor and the nurse. Oh, the first hospital scene is fucking hilarious. It was like, mad. It, it just felt like it was so insane. Like, but it felt like in a, what an American. I think you might have said this. What an American would have uh, imagined England yeah, was like. Yeah. Uh, Later on, one of the uh, I think who's the main actor in in London? What's he called again? Oh, I can't remember. Well, he was saying that he thinks it's it's to do with how. People see Jewish people. That's what he was saying. The, the whole film. film. Wow. I don't know, like, like what he's. Is he said. Jewish? The yeah. the main guy is. Yeah. yeah. So he's allowed to say that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Whew>. uh, <that's, laughs> the thing is, is th- there's going to be two movies on on this list that I didn't go back to purposely, and American Werewolf in London is a film like that. I feel like if I went back to that recently, I went back to um, 
Indiana, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Lou had never seen it, my girlfriend. Oh, really? And when she's watching it, I could see there's bits in it. I'm thinking, they look hokey and they don't hold up as well as my imagination, you know? Yeah. Like, me memories of it. I mean, you were mentioning last time you were on about Goonies. I've, yeah. I've never went back to Goonies and I thought it was an alright film when I was younger. And you said, don't go back to it. Yeah, I've got no affection for it, like... It's a bad film to watch as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I have an affection for these films, mm-hmm. and I feel like, why? Good, I, sh- I don't why think really I'll go back to it the then. There was one thing about the, both of the films, Paris and London, that the music throughout felt misplaced and sort of like ruined the mood and the atmosphere. Quite Do you a mean bit. the fact in the in London he, he picked film uh, music that purposely had the moon. word moon? In yeah, it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Because there was the this, the prolonged sex scene which seemed to go on for ages. Which it's had, apparently which had it's longer, you know. In really, the, the longer cut. cut. I'd read about that, yeah. It's called the fuck cut. <laughs> it had moon dance by Van Morrison in it, which just went yeah. on for fucking ages. Do you know something? I have an audio, uh, an audio book of that story uh-huh. read by uh, Jennifer Augusta, is it? Uh, Agatha. Agatha. Uh, Agatha. I thought we were going to say read by Van Morrison. <laughs> that would be slightly. Oh, just... Lola. Jamming. You got the what was the open. What was the other one you said? You said there's two that you deliberately didn't go back to. That one and yeah, it, a one that's slightly new. So I went through a period where I was watching films and I was getting really blasted watching them. And I watched American Ninja in that sort of right. With Louise and I had a wheel of a time. I was laughing my head off at that film, right? Mm-hmm. And I know if I went back to it now, I, Silver Bullet. Oh, I had right, such okay. a class experience watching that. Yeah. And that's why Wolfen wasn't that good, because I expected Wolfen to be as cheesy and as funny mm-hmm. as Silver Bullet, but it wasn't. It was, it was a funny probably one. a more noble movie, but yeah. Yeah, I wasn't one that. Is that one with the silver bullet in question is the the, the oh, wheelchair, wheelchair that the kid he absolutely blasts around in because his dad who is um, Gary well, Gary that, Bushy that's Gary no Bushy. that's his uncle oh it's his uncle right okay so he builds this well he's got a wheelchair already it's got a oh, motor on it so good but man. then he makes this fucking proper yeah, ridiculously fast version um, <laughs> again the werewolf I actually called it uh, spoiler alert for anyone that wants to watch the film. I called it quite early on. Who I thought oh, the, the, the werewolf. Me and Louise was. did. Hmm? Sorry. Me and Louise did yeah. straight away because he looked like a werewolf before yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit where he's tr- he's driving over a bridge, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yeah. the man in question. Uh-huh. He's the vicar. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's trying to ram him off the road, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's this kid in a wheelchair, a wheelchair. that's souped up. And I turn to Louise. I was like, "Look at what we're watching right now. <laughs> it's it's fucked so up. fucked up, man." I mean, for starters, it's got Gary Busey in it. So yeah. That's all yeah. Really. Is that one of his, That's one of his early parts, or? So it's it's a bit reined in from what yeah, you used to. Nice. Yeah. There's the what about the kid's plan when he goes? I got a plan. Is it is it the kid? What was he? Um, oh, it's uh, Corey Aim- Corey Hames. Yeah, is the kid. Um, but when he goes, oh, I've got a plan. Like you think, fucking hell, he's going to come up with something amazing here. Like stop the thing. <laughs> His plan is to write a letter in the form of like a um, a ransom note where he cuts the letters out and it says, "I know who you are. I know what you are." Why don't you kill yourself? That's all, that's all the you letter see? says. Like some sort of fucking <sighs> modern internet troll. Yeah. That's his plan. It didn't work. It's got John Locke from Lost in it. Has it really? Yeah. Is he the silver-haired guy? No, is it the bald guy? Oh. Uh, I think that's what I meant. 
But yeah, I, I get this bit totally of silver around there, I yeah, guess. Yeah. That, yeah. My mind works in a mysterious way. I don't know. There's obviously the bit where he sends his sister out to try and find the the wolf because he's, he's shot a firework into his eye yeah. at one point, which is pretty cool. Um, and she has to go around everybody and look for people who've got one eye. And it's like really tense. There's a guy who's getting his, he's in the barber's chair and he's got the, the face wrapped up and she has to unwrap it and stuff. Ah, it's really intense. But, um, I don't know. It, it, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like kind of filmed in a similar way to It maybe or, I don't know, it felt like it could have been, what, what's it, Stand By Me some sort of thing. Yeah, Like yeah. it kind of felt a bit like that. Two Stephen King films, there mm-hmm. you go. How do they always end up having... It's not the same director every time, isn't it? But they always no, end no, up having well, a similar feel. Yeah, because tonally that's how yeah. Stephen King writes. You know, It's very much about mood and that shows main... His, shows us how he gets it across. Like, you can't you avoid it, you can't get away from it. Too far from him, he then says that you made a bad representation mm. of me film right a la The Shining yeah. so he doesn't necessarily have much influence during the actual movie making process no. I think he must though well he, sell, he sells his scripts for a dollar does he yeah it's only a dollar I get it, but it, well, I buy that for a dollar it's only if you're, if you're making a non-studio production you can buy the rights to any Stephen King oh. film for a dollar so like if you're a student and you want to make a Stephen King film you can get the rights for a dollar is that That's why good. there's some shockingly like TV, lots yeah. of bad eighties. Have you seen the trailer for Pet Cemetery, by the way? Oh, that's a weird. Oh. Yeah, yeah the does it look good? It looks fucking mint. Like it looks fucking terrifying. That old Mikey sent it to us. Um, it's spooky that cool. the original. I didn't realize we were remaking it. The original's bad. It's bad, but, but there was one scene in it where it freaked me out as a kid. So, you mentioned Wolfen earlier. Yeah, I watched that just the other night. Did you think Wolfen looked like a kind of like eighties? Kind of music video, like it was well, that effect, sure that weird effect they had on. Vid- like, I'm not sure I've ever seen it. It's oh, uh, it's got um, the Irish guy. I think he's from. Is he in? Oh, yeah. Is he in in Bruges? I knew you would say this, and I, I was. Gonna I, I didn't write. Why didn't I write his name down? What Brendan Gleeson? No, oh, then, no. Yeah. Uh, Tim, Colin Farrell. No, <laughs> he's an Irish guy, and he's in he's in loads of stuff, but he's like kind of young in this, obviously. Um, he's not in, in Bruce, Brendan no. Gleeson's the Irish guy that's, that's who I thought it was but it's not him I can't remember his name I can't remember his name at all but he's um, fuck you'll, you'll recognise him immediately you know what he's called but it's, it's not very good is it no it's set in New York and there's some like murders and this this cop Albert Finney yeah that's the yeah. one yeah. thank you this is this cop who has to kind of investigate the murders uh, but there's the a lot of the film or quite a bit of the film seen through this werewolf's eyes yeah and it's got this weird effect on where they've obviously filmed it during the day and then just put a filter on. Oh, oh yeah. it's the guy it. who directed Woodstock. Is it? Michael Wadley. Yeah. There you go. So he made two films, Woodstock and Wolfen. So that's probably why it feels like a fucking music video. <laughs> He's literally a fucking music video cinematographer. There was uh, some kind of like um, brutal looking, like there was a, a scene in the, in the morgue or a mortuary um, and there was some like kind of brutal looking uh prosthetics and stuff like that Ooh, which was a bit nasty yeah well I'll not give away too much of the plot but it's yeah it was, I don't know it was kind of like a cop like a, a sort of 70s cop movie sort of thing but it was a investigating yeah, yeah, yeah. dodgy crime Edward pretty, James cool, pretty visceral at times what about um, I'll just mention this one because it's right next to it the Cabin in the Woods there's absolutely no order or rhyme or reason the, the ones I'm saying Cabin now. in the Woods has only got a werewolf in it for 
very brief period. Absolutely. I fucking love that film. I absolutely love yeah, that film. You mentioned you could talk about it for... I fucking love Cabin in the Woods. The Maybe new we Drew Goddard film special. came out on Friday and I will be going to see it probably tomorrow. What is it? Uh, Bad Times at El Royale. Okay. Well, you're right. The werewolf is only in it very, very briefly. However, he's absolutely integral to the whole thing. Uh, again, spoiler if you haven't. Have you seen it? I'm going to blow your minds here uh-huh. from what you said. I watched 20 minutes of it uh-huh. and I hated it. That's and I turned it off. Oh, it's, so it's a shame though because... You should stick with it. Yeah. But do you mind if I give you a spoiler? No, okay. I know the spoiler now. So it's like, that's the... Well, the werewolf is actually integral because he prevents the virgin from shooting the fool. He's the one that the werewolf comes in and, and uh, bites her. Bites the virgin, stops her from shooting the fool. And that would have that would have stopped the yeah. whole chain of events. So he's actually totally integral to the whole thing. That's why I mentioned him. Plus he's fucking rage as fuck. Uh, what about were? Where were? W-E-R? I see you that? posted that and that. No. I didn't, I didn't hey. know the... I'll not say too much about it then, because I, I think I think it was pretty good, you know. It's a modern werewolf film. What year did it come out? Twenty fifteen, maybe. It's it's one of those ones where it doesn't go full werewolf. It's really, it's got a lot of sort of news footage. Uh, that's how they build a story, like to, at the start and actually at the end as well. Mm-hmm. They have to show lots of like interviews and stuff like that and like like fake news broadcasts and stuff and then like the whole film happens um it's also i got i got a a feeling of 28 days later at times with it as well some of the bits that happened i would i would yeah i recommend that one i'd I'd really want to say too much more though i mean one of the one of my more favorite recent werewolf films that doesn't really go for werewolf and isn't really a werewolf film is ginger snaps yeah okay um because a lot of that film has spent time going like, oh, it's obviously a fucking werewolf. And they're like, man, they're not werewolves. It's like they they are shapeshifters. They are as close to werewolves as can be. Um, and you get it from like being bitten and stuff. But there are, you know, ways to regulate it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a very good film. I'm going to watch it based on you guys have talked it's, about it quite a bit. Um, it's just not really a monster movie. It's very much like a family drama, a teen drama. It's intrinsically linked with girls getting their period for the first time right okay have you ever watched any of the sequels that'll bring werewolves to ginger snaps no there's two sequels I haven't seen them no it would attract werewolves wouldn't it but like loads of girls you know the the first bleed coincides with the because obviously the moon the first bleed yeah the first time they period and obviously that's linked to lunar cycles Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's very it's a very good film it's pretty slow and it's not like it never really like picks up pace mm-hmm. or action or anything, um. And it's very much a teen film, but it's really well acted, mildly well directed, and very interesting. Okay, I'm gonna check for it. Low budget horror. I'll just say about that were one just to set it set it up for you. Mm-hmm. This is it's a lot of the start is about there's like a found footage kind of the way it's filmed. There's an American family. Uh, they're attacked by something while on holiday in France. Uh, and then, like, an investigation of what happened. And there's a suspect. And you don't know you don't know who done it, sort of thing. Ooh. But yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. The Beast Within. I'll quickly mention this one because it's not technically a fucking werewolf yet. I watched the whole fucking film. I can't believe you watched all that. Time. I know. Have you seen it before? No. Oh. The reason I say I can't believe you watched that, I've seen the videos the I sent you. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I know. It's um, 
At the start, there's a woman raped by some beast, and 17 years later, her son starts to go through some kind of transition or some sort of weird change. Mm-hmm. And it ain't puberty. Uh, there's a pet dog killed early on, which happens in a couple of these fucking films, which upset me greatly. Late phases, that happens as well. Yeah, the love uh, killing the dog. Yeah, Shadow, I believe he's called. Um, well, the thing in late phases, though, the dog was scratched or bitten or something like that, and he was still kind of panting away. But uh, Burt Reynolds or something, who was it? It was the fucking main guy. <laughs> who was it? It was, it was a guy from uh, what? Fat Stakeland. That yeah. there's another callback. Uh, is to it the him? Other. Is uh, it? Ah, oh, mm-hmm. right. But is he not him from um, no, Death Note Burt or whatever Reynolds. as well? Is who's in Death Note? Death Note. You mean Death Race? No. Death, Death Note. Called, what's the one? Um, Death, Note Death Wish. Yeah, <laughs> Death Wish. Death Who's that Wish? in Death Wish? Well, you I wish I was one. dead. Who is that? Is that Burt Reynolds or is that him? No, okay. that's uh, what's in an agent. It's the guy who's... Charles Bronson. Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson, he looks like He's him. got the name of somebody else. He does Bronson. not look anything like Charles Bronson. Spitting dabs. So, in late phases, yeah. He, he, the, looks like you're as blind as him, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the dog, he gets scratched. And he looks at but he just fucking... Shoots him in the head. I'm like, that's yeah. a bit. You could have took him to a vet and got him sorted out, surely. Nah, that was a shit film. It was awful. The, honestly, the werewolves in that. Oh. It was on a list of when we first started discussing yeah. this. Uh-huh. It was on a list of like five werewolf films you likely will have missed. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch these. Yeah, I torrented that. Well, and it was at I, the top I, one. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I found that. <laughs> it was the top one. It was I, like you must see late phases. Really impressive werewolf film. And I was like, really impressive. Yeah. Half an hour in, I was like, this film's relying on two men having to, happening to drive past and go, ooh, that looks weird, the house <laughs> over there, what's going on, there's a door open. It did have Kane from um, Robocop 2, though, in it. There you go. Redeemed. He was the preacher. Ten out of ten. The Beast Within, the incredibly slow transition, uh, was more like the fly than a traditional werewolf. Find out later on he wasn't actually a werewolf. <laughs> 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 Why the very Christian? <laughs> uh, I put yeah, technically not even a fucking werewolf. Again, it ends with another another rape scene where he rapes this his girlfriend at the time, um, and so the life cycle of this beast, this daft beast, continues through rape. So that's a really that's a oh, yeah. Let's never watch that. Fucking hell! It looked I, appalling, by the way. We've, do you think we've talked enough about Team Wolf? Yeah, fuck Team Wolf. <laughs> Shit. The first surfs on top of a fucking car. Well done. The first. Comment I've put is give me a keg of beer. <laughs> so can I just say with with Team Wolf, I watched that when I was pissed. Louise came in and I forced her to watch the rest of it, and we both hated it. Uh-huh. Anyone thinking, oh, you should have done proper homework, watched it sober. Nah. I would never watch that sober. I would have turned it off after five minutes. It's well, shit. We went. Uh, Kelly and I went to the lakes uh, a couple of weeks ago, and on the way back. Kelly had a meeting for a job. Should have been called Bark to the Future. That would have been really good, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wish they'd called it that. I did that. Could have been one of the puns. Bark. The word bark. You'd have to go barking at it in. <laughs> so we were on a trip in the northwest. Mm. And we stayed in a hotel, which was a lovely big country hotel. Actually could have been a scene for a werewolf film, actually. How? And, hmm? Howell <laughs> just cut off. And we were we had a meal and the lass who was serving her, we'll call her the waitress, she said that um on tap they had Wainwright's uh was it Wainwright's this beer and it was they were trying to get rid of the barrel because they were having a wedding 
and the people who were having the wedding wanted a different barrel in instead so they're trying to get rid of it so it was only like two pound a pint or something so i was like aye it was really nice awesome so i ended up having fucking four pints like during the course of a meal and then i took a pint back to bed so fucking bed and then we watched team wolf so yeah i watched it while i was half cut and um it was still shit there's one bit though there's a quote where he says with great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. his dad who's his dad Spider-Man yeah <laughs> Uncle Ben no it's Uncle Ben that's dying yeah but he says that in, in Spider-Man but yeah he says that in the film in Team Wolf and then there's a quote from you know that dickhead fucking his dickhead mate who wears the shades and oh fucking dick yeah he says this he goes hey I'm going to do an impression of Michael J. Fox yeah Michael J. Chino he goes, uh, hey man, I got something to tell you. <laughs> that was like Jay Fox. And he goes, well, um, yeah. oh, it's quite good actually. He goes, um, are you gonna call? Are you gonna tell me you're a fag? Because I couldn't handle it if you told yeah, me you were I a remember fag. That, yeah, that's and what I he says to him. I, I said to ah, the eighties. Oh, <laughs> that hasn't dated well, has it? <laughs> Do you know Michael Jay Fox's kids call him Shaky Dad? Do they really? Yeah, because he's divorced, and they've got Dad and Shaky Dad. Seriously? Yeah, legit. Is he alright with that? Is he yeah, cool he with that? Yeah, he loves it. it. Well, even though it's like Parkinson's. Well, he does it in. He makes fun of it in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know what I found that. Kind of bit. Good, just I be shaking up. Shaking up a can of Coke. Speaking of shaking up a can of Coke, what about werewolf bitches from outer space? Avoid that. Avoid that all you can. It was fucking terrible. It was like a homemade movie, basically. Did you watch all that? No, 10 minutes of it. But I did watch, unfortunately, all of Werewolf in Slovenia. Which could well be the worst film I've ever seen, but that was only fifty-five minutes. It was like a documentary sort of thing, but it was obviously people, English people, putting on like weird <laughs> Eastern European accents and accidentally slipping. I think one of them was Welsh, and he accidentally slipped into his Welsh accent a few times. Uh, that was shit. But it just seems like Amazon can just puts any oh, old shit on. So much shit on. Like there. I thought, if it's on Amazon, it must at least be watchable. No, no, no there's there's a film. Fucking on there. hell! There's so much. Like soft porn on Amazon oh, in the right. horror section. Uh, all right, you piqued my interest. There's also one called Piranha Man versus Werewolf Man: Howl of the Piranha, which actually might be soft Howl porn because the... there was some titties in that in the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I've put there re- fucking awful and really gratuitous with regard to titties too. With regard to titties. With regards, and can you see just with regards to titties? <laughs> Uh, the the only other ones I've got listed here, which I haven't really said anything about, was the Howling series. I know nothing about. Joe Dante directed the first one. Yeah. The, but it's okay. It's one of those like yeah, agree, yeah. weird Italian production American horror movies. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Spawned a thousand sequels. Uh, yeah, some of them are meant to be notoriously bad. Yeah, some of the worst films ever made, aren't they? Can I just say, what's the the connection of the Howling? American Werewolf in, in London and Wolfen. Werewolves. Sorry. No. What did you say? Sorry, I talked over you. Rick Baker. Okay. Oh, John Landis. No. Uh, My Joe. Werewolves in. Oh, you yeah, Werewolves. 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 Very good. No, but no, that's not the, the <laughs> thing I'm going for. Very good, sir. Um, ooh. Do you know? Lycanthropy. Pardon? Sorry. Lycanthropy. Silver. They were all made in 1981. Oh, wow. Okay. So 1981 is definitely the year of the wolf. The year of the wolf. Oh, thank you very much for that little uh, fact bomb. bomb. Uh, Twilight, obviously, we've talked about. Underworld series. 
Van, Slain. <laughs> Van Helsing. Wolf in that? Was a werewolf in that? Was there? I don't know, was there? I've got it here. And when you see Van Helsing. What we do in the shadows? Scarewolves, oh, yeah. not werewolves. Werewolves, werewolves. I love. Completely that fucked film. that up. <laughs> werewolves, not swearwolves. So just to finish off, is there anything else you want to say about werewolf movies? Um, well, I'm cursed, I'd like to mention mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. just to throw that back in. Mm-hmm. Look back into Wes Craven's Cursed, as was its production. That's one to put on the list. Yeah. If you um, well, I would, I'd talk about the Wolfman, you know, the original. Of with course. Lon Chanley Jr. Mm-hmm. done that, and then they remade it with the 2010 one. That's right. Which has, a, if you... I have got the DVD, and it's got a strange atmosphere. I'll lend it to you. Did you not watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I did, did watch it, yeah. And Sir what? Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in it. Have you noticed when they change, that there's this weird thing where they're standing up a lot, mm-hmm. but then they run, Yeah, but ah. there's no logic to it, because later yes. on he's chasing after that girl. Spoiler I was going to say that I did quite like how uh, the transition between the two, where it kind of looks a bit oh, like, scarier. No, no, not necessarily visually. I just like the idea of him switching to running right. on all fours. But yeah, why would you? Why would you not run on all fours? Because that's obviously going to be faster than on two legs. And they always keep their pants on. Not yeah. that I want to see that sort of thing. You, but you, I you just want to see Hopkins' shriveled cock. It's not just Hopkins. Well, his as well. Benny Co. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Again, it had shitty CGI in that one. Very. Unfortunately. But Rick Baker done the special effects on that. Well, the makeup and the prosthetic stuff was quite good, I thought. It was ruined. The CGI had ruined all that. The good stuff that they put in there, as as per usual. Back in the day, Christian let us a movie called Brotherhood of Wolf. It's like a oh, French yeah. movie. I can't remember much about it other than the special effects being like totally CGI. About, heavy. Is it from about 2001-ish? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. So it's like the birth of that kind of... Mate. I'm sure it's got bullet time in it as well. Really? You might be right, oh, yeah. Christ. I think that's really all it's, I want to... It's the only other one that's probably on... That we haven't mentioned that's on that like list of five werewolf movies yeah. you won't have seen. Yeah, that's probably worth watching. Which one was that? Brotherhood of Brotherhood the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf, yeah. Right. It's okay. It's absolutely fine. It's very long. It's like two hours forty. Is it? I didn't yeah. go back to. I watched it then, and I haven't. It's scary when you've watched the film and you can barely remember anything about it. Uh-huh. That's weird, that isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I will now read out a list of movies, werewolf movies that I've found, just based on the tagline and the synopsis. I think I would like to watch. <laughs> yes. If, if not just for laughs. Can I maybe? Say what I think. Do an impression of what I think the film's like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I'd, I'd welcome that. I would encourage the listeners to watch them based on uh, the description as well. So first of all, we've got Face of the Screaming Werewolf from 1964. The tagline is, Heinous chills in the lab of death. <laughs> and the description or synopsis uh, says, Created by low-budget filmmaker Jerry Warren, combined two parts of two unrelated Mexican horror movies, <laughs> and adding new footage which he shot himself. And I think I said that that's got to be absolutely awful. Right? Got 2.5 on IMDb. Got that famous line, Ah, get off me face! <laughs> Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory from 1961. Oh, this is the one I shot. With a mask on and the... No. No, that was the one from the court case. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought we weren't allowed to mention it. Not yet. No. Good luck with that. Uh, the tagline is the ghoul in school, which is also your... The werewolf isn't a ghoul. Was what the Sun newspaper called you. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at a girl's school, several students are murdered by a snarling wolfman-like creature. Suspicion falls upon a newly arrived teacher. Mm. Yeah. Lycanthrope, 1999. Pray for sunrise. Ooh, a good tagline. <laughs> a team of scientists are studying ozone depletion while living in a lab <laughs> in the Amazon so rainforest nice. when they are attacked by a clinical lycanthrope who has gone insane because of overexposure to the sun's ultraviolet rays caused by the hole in the ozone layer. Oh, incredible. Right. That's I mean, incredible. I mean, we all knew that was <laughs> Mad at the moon from 1992. When the moon rises, the howling begins. <laughs> in 1982 Jenny Hill <laughs> Jenny Hill Masterson is infatuated with James Miller Blake I don't know what that means <laughs> the local outlaw why has he got the names in uh... oh that must it's be the actual, the actual actors, actors right, yeah. okay. that's what happens when you copy and paste mm-hmm. uh, the local outlaw that's James Miller however her mother Flanagan <laughs> strongly disapproves <laughs> and mar- <laughs> marries her off to Miller's half brother Miller Brown Bochner. <laughs> uh, Miller Brown loves Jenny, yeah, but his love is not reciprocated. Eventually, Jenny discovers Brown's hidden secret of being a werewolf. I was wondering when it was going to get the werewolf. Again, has the bit. famous the famous line. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of that moon, mate. Like, yeah, fuck off, moon. Fucking leave us alone. Werewolf on Wheels, 1971. You've probably not heard of this yeah. one. Really. Now, this has got three... I've found at least three taglines, so it must have been redistributed or something like that. Uh, first one I found was, they're on a highway to hell. Then, life made them hard, the devil made them monsters. Nice. But my favourite, I would say, is, if you are hairy, you belong on a motorbike. <laughs> a biker gang and its leader fall prey to a Satan worshipper and his cult. Class that, like. Next, Monster Squad. Tagline is, you know who to call when you have ghosts, but who do you call when you have monsters? Oh, Count Dracula runs a gang of monsters who fucking help things. Yep. Shame. <laughs> what about uh, the rats are coming? The werewolves are here from uh, 1972. Me. Can I interject with something? I watched a little video about that. Uh-huh. And the werewolves are just a family okay. called the werewolves. Oh, oh really? Like Harry and the Henderson. They're not even werewolves. Yeah. A gruesome tale of mind-eating rats and blood-sucking werewolves. Mind-eating rodents are only playthings for a 19th century family who have a unique problem with the full moon. Have, mm. have you seen how bad like that looks? No, but uh, I'll uh, find out when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're honestly... I, I doubt you're... Right, yeah. He's shaking his head, listeners. Monster Dog. Oh, these next ones are class. Well, if there's any werewolf porn? Probably. Must be. Be, well, it was Left for Head last year. <laughs> oh no, that was two years ago. Left for Head. Um, there must be. Think of a name for a. While well, I read this bit up, think mm-hmm. of a name for a Monster Dong. <laughs> Monster Dong. Nineteen eighty four. Monster Dong. The fear, the terror, the nightmare. <laughs> they will never forget it. It's not a shit tagline. <laughs> nah, it's very good. Oh, <laughs> check this out though. What Monster Dog is about? A rock star returns to his childhood home to shoot a music video while a pack of wild dogs are on the loose killing off the local <laughs> residents. That's a weird coincidence. Hi, but guess what? Alice Cooper plays Vince Raven in the music video is called Identity Crisis. Oh, God. It's Spanish, apparently. So most of it's in Spanish. Next one. 
This is a fucking good name for a film. Project Metal Beast. From 1995. Uh, the tagline is DNA Overload. Uh, in 1974, an unhinged CIA agent injects himself with the werewolf blood he found. Just found it. After killing Spree, his body is put in suspended animation, then thawed out 20 years later by his crazy boss and a team of unsuspecting doctors. The only member of the original team to survive is a colonel, who gives the victim a synthetic skin to create a metal-skinned killing machine. Mm. Sounds good. Uh, Kane Hodder is in that. Just to say that there is werewolf porn. Good. There is. Yeah, so I decided to take I'm glad we'll, we'll establish that. I'll probably watch some of it while I'm uh, editing. Skinwalkers, another name of a good uh... <laughs> Skinwankers. <laughs> 2006. For them to live, we must die. In a small town populated by lycanthropes, a woman, Rona Mitra, and her son, Matthew Knight, prepare... <laughs> Bucket. <laughs> Prepare for the prepare for the boy's thirteenth birthday. However, two groups of werewolves know that the Red Moon is fast approaching. Red Moon. Uh, red Moon, and the child's true power will soon come to fruition. One pack believes that the child will lead the race into the future, but the other decides to destroy him. What about this one? Uh, uh, where? Oh. Two more. Come on, werewolves of the Third Reich. Twenty seventeen. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. good. That, yeah. It's called half. Uh, sorry, the tagline is half werewolf, half Nazi. Total I mean, terror. Surely all Nazi. Apparently only half. You know, half. If you, no, but if you if you're acting on behalf of the Nazis, regardless of what you are underneath that uniform, mm-hmm. you are one hundred percent a Nazi. Maybe these guys had some doubts. Mm. Maybe we're the bad guys. <laughs> We've got skulls on, well. on our uniforms. A group of American soldiers stumble Castro. upon s- sinister experiments conducted by an evil Nazi doctor. They're always evil. Uh, to create an army of werewolf Correct. warriors. Final one. Wolf Cop, 2014. Yeah, I've seen that Canadian movie, but if so that had Canadian. been made in the 80s, I might have watched it. Uh, yeah. Right. 2014, Here Comes the Fuzz. I'd have loved that shit. An alcoholic small-town cop who transforms into a werewolf after being cursed. However, <laughs> he still possesses his human intelligence in wolf form and continues his work as a police officer, even in wolf form. But he's got a commissioner who's just sick of your shit, man. You just cost the department a it million been, dollars. It would have been oh, funny. I don't want I can't help it. I'm the wolf. <laughs> it, it would have been I funny if his boss was it like a sheep or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Or a lamb. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. Excellent. Great work, guys. Thank you for bringing that whole segment to the close. Next up, games. So one of the games, guys. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. For the last stretch? We all nice and close to the microphone? <laughs> Let's hear the second part of Chris Dubs' email. 
So, games-wise, I haven't really played many that focus solely on the werewolf thing. Lots of games have featured them in some way, lots of times pretty well. The only totally lichen-centred game I remember playing is Werewolves of London on the Humble Specky. Oh. That was one of those ones where I feel I was probably too young to really know what the fuck I was supposed to be doing. But I do remember it with a certain fondness. From what, from what I remember, and I may be wrong here, it's been a while, it did feature a kind of day-night cycle, and you played in both human and wolf form. You could move about fairly freely as a human, but would get attacked when you were a wolf and could choose to kill or not. Seemed a pretty cool idea for the time, but I don't remember a great deal other than that. I'm sure I picked up a lot of different stuff like keys, etc., but had no idea what I was doing, really, as I said. Obviously, we had Altered Beast 2, Rise from Your Grave, which I was a fan of back in the day, but it wasn't really traditional werewolves we were talking about there. Don't remember many folk tales focusing on firewalls or blasting along in a cone of flame, which is certainly what you did in that game. In the modern gaming world, Baldur's Gate had some impressive werewolf enemies, and I think Baldur's Gate actually had a, a map called Werewolf Island. Um, and The Witcher 3 took that to the next level. Werewolves re were really hardcore on that, looked cool and was so quick. Good challenge. It had a cool side quest focusing on our furry friends too. Another fave RPG of mine, Dragon Age Origins, handled werewolves really well as part of the main narrative. That quest had a nice ambiguity to it, and you could decide which side to ultimately go with, adding a bit of depth and not setting them up as solely evil beings. Mm. Mm. On a different note, I really liked Telltale's The Wolf Among Us too. The Wolf Among Us as well. Not Wolf Among Us 2. Right. R.I.P. Telltale Games. Mm -hmm. Such a shame we aren't going to see a follow-up by the looks of it. <laughs> oh my god, he's put R.I.P. Telltale. <laughs> I, didn't read that. That. I didn't read it before I said it. I know you guys generally don't like those kind of narrative games, but I love the characters and really enjoyed it. Bill Willingham's Fables comics that the game was based on are really cool too. Another nice take on reinventing traditional fairy tales and characters for a modern adult audience. I, agree. Uh, I played a bit of Wolf Among Us, and it, I got a feeling of grim, uh, that sort of um, yeah. way of telling the story, which is pretty cool. I uh, definitely think there's big scope to make a new modern RPG with a werewolf as a central character. We'll get to that. And the choice of whether to embrace the change or try to cure it, etc. Phew, that's me done, I think. Before I go, I have to mention the greatest song ever to focus on werewolves and the danger of parting with them. The Wolfman Kindly Requests by The Mighty Clutch. Oh, wow. Such an amazing jam, especially live. I'm sure Ross would agree. Yeah. Was that on your list? You played yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Track four or something? Track three. Wow. And then he says, I'll go now. Oh. P.S. If you haven't already, check out The Tale of Peter Stump. What's The Tale of Peter Stump? I don't know. Let's check it out. What after? Uh, Eternal thanks for getting in touch, Chris. We really, really appreciate it, as always. And I'm sure we'll get another email from Definitely. you very, very soon. Now on to the games. Now I've got a little list here of werewolf games. Uh, sorry, werewolf characters found Ooh, in different games. Peter Stump. What's Peter Stump? He was a German farmer accused of werewolfery, witchcraft and cannibalism. He was known as the werewolf of Bedburg. All right. And when was that? Like... He was executed in this one of those fucking sweet ass woodcuts that always oh, looked dead satanic as fuck. Whoa. About the fact that he was executed in quite some way. Put into a wheel where his flesh was torn from his body in ten places with red hot pincers, followed by his arms and legs. Then his limbs were broken with a blunt side of an axe head to prevent him from returning from the grave before he was beheaded and his body burned on a pyre. His daughter and mistress had already been flayed and strangled and were burned along with Stump's body. As a warning against similar behaviour, local authorities erected a pole with the torture wheel and the figure of a wolf on it, and at the very top they placed Peter Stump's severed head. 
Mad that that fucking happened in real life, innit? Was he Ari, though? <laughs> like, that's the story of, like, a fucking story. Like, that. Ha- that's what fucking people used to do mm-hmm. for a frisk. Didn't even think twice about it. Nah, and that fucking... was a lie, clearly a lie, because neither yeah. werewolves nor witches exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's what I like about Witchfinder General, the movie, because oh. it, it has that kind of vibe away. Mm-hmm. Even, like, an early film, like, a 1960s movie, to take that kind of idea of, like, He's using power and he's totally fucking up with that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that kind of folk horror. They should make a film about him. There probably is. No, oh, maybe uh, that's what he's Zero budget pilot. The werewolf of Bedburg. He's in a Scooby Doo episode. Is he? <laughs> is he? Really? Do you got a serious face? <laughs> the director of video, Big Top Scooby Doo, uses a portion of Lucas Mayer's woodcut of the execution of Stump in 1859. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Fuck me. So, uh, werewolf characters found in different games, then, I suppose. Um, okay. Quickly blast through these. I've got a few. Uh, Dark Stalkers. There was a guy called John Talbane. Yeah, well, we mentioned that on the vampire special. Yes. Because I played through... Uh, there was a vampire one. Yes. And uh, I've seen yes. that about yes. the wolf. And it's the same sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter game. And we were corrected by a listener. Because we said it was just like a poor man's Street Fighter. But yeah. someone said... It brought some ideas forward that Shufar then co- copied off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's by Capcom. So it's Who did tell with that? Who said that? Was it Nyla? It might have been... Um, Chris. Chris? Yeah, probably. The dubs master. Uh, Sonic Unleashed had a character called Werehog. Oh, which yeah. Was, was that Sonic just, the Werehog? Yeah, it's was meant it just... to be universally like, total lore of Was Sonic balls. Unleashed like the 3D? Yeah. Yeah, bad. Uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim had yeah. the Companions. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, you Sorry, can quest. turn into like a, a vampire in some of the Elder Scrolls, and mm-hmm. you can also turn it into a wolf in other ones. Right, okay. And yes, there's these companions. Uh, Bloodborne had Vicar Amelia. Well, it was Father Gascoigne. Where the fuck did I get Vic, Vicar <laughs> Amelia from then? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Father Gascoigne is like an early boss. Uh huh. And it kind of teaches you. I watched a video about like talking about certain um, werewolf characters in game and uh-huh. and they put Father Gascon is like an early gatekeeper in that game right if you don't get him right you're going to get your ass handed to you all okay. the time it's about like that game like it has a secondary is a shot like a weapon and that kind of like stuns the enemy mm-hmm. and you've got to use that as an idea mm-hmm. and you've got to like learn that skill to go forward. Right. Interestingly enough, I never did. Right. I still finished the game, but fuck me, he's hard. Yeah. And that's what that, that's what he, he is. He's a gatekeeper of broken joypads. That's what the video was saying. <laughs> that's that guy. But it's he's a, he's a werewolf, so. Uh, you've got Dragon Age Origins as well, with a fang. I don't know if that's what. I played what... through Dragon Age and I can't remember much. Did about Chris it. just Chris just mentioned Dragon Age? Yeah, he did. I he said he was a big fan of it. Uh, World of Warcraft had the Worgen. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vampire Bloodlines as well, which we mentioned last year, had the Gangrel clan. Okay. A wrestler. Gangrel was used to hang out with. Uh, I don't know wrestling. Tugboat. Edge, Edge and Edge and that didn't he? He's like a goth. Ah right, okay. The new rockers. Uh, Baldur's Gate had a druid subclass who infected themselves with lycanthropy. Well, I did that. Apparently so. We were fans of that, weren't we? So. Yeah, we liked that. One of the ones that we played. 
Primal Fury, Bloody Raw had Hugo the Wolf. Yeah. Killer Instinct had Saber Wolf. It's an interesting name for a character. Uh, Shining Force had Xylo. Shining Force, what the fuck's that? I've just written it down. Is that Shining a... Force is an it's an RPG, and I watched a video of that. It's mm-hmm. like turn based. Mm-hmm. It looks interesting, but as we always say, is imagine going back to those games. Yeah. There must be a bit of a ball ache. In my memory bank, I always thought uh, Vincent from Final Fantasy turned into a werewolf, but he didn't, did he? That's I always thought Red from uh, Final Fantasy Seven was a, a wolf, but he's not. He's like a lion. Yeah, right. Vincent turns into Frankenstein's monster type of character. Yeah, uh, it's a a beast. So, yeah. Um, Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, the main, the main character is part yeah. of the story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Link, a, isn't it? It turns into Link. Yeah. Link turns Zelda? when he Zelda goes in, into like a, um, it's like an ulterior universe. He turns into this this wolf. Right. It's not really a werewolf though. It's a good village. What? The... It's a really good way you first transform. All right, okay. That's <laughs> Did you play look, much of could... that game? Because I hated it. Nah, I just watched me mate Joe play it. Right. The village bit. I've never played a Zelda game in my life. Like. Uh, zombies ate my neighbours. You oh, trans- transform into a werewolf at times, I believe, don't you? Or there's no, a, there's it's a werewolf. Big, it's that big hulking S- monster thing. Similar to Vincent, then, I suppose. I guess so. Yeah. But there's definitely werewolves in the game because I saw some werewolf sprites. All right. Oh, it must be one of the baddies. Hmm. And Omen of Sorrow, which is a new fighting game coming to PlayStation, is a character called Caleb, the Last Samaritan. Do you not mm. think that looks like Darkstalkers, the way they've picked yes. every single different... like? Yeah, I thought it looked pretty shit, to be honest. Yeah, like. I didn't like that. So I've now got a list of games that I've um, either played or just done some research on. So I'll just blast through them, feel, feel free to interject. Yeah, uh, yeah. Saber Wolf from 84 and 2004. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. It was on the Spectrum originally, Commodore 64, Amstrad, CPC, BBC Micro, and then Game Boy Advance. I played the Game Boy Advance version because I've played the original one. Oh, uh, I looked interesting that, that version. But the thing is, is with Saber Wolf, uh, at first I thought you turned into a wolf, but you didn't. It, you just ran away from one. It's actually Night Law. That's where you turn right. into a wolf. That's right, yeah, but they're linked, aren't they? Yeah, it's all Night Law, Saber Wolf, and Underworld are all part of the part of the Saber Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Well, Saber Man series. There was another one that never got made, which was um Maya May. That never actually okay, came yeah. out. But Night Law came out in nineteen eighty four as well. Uh you had forty days to traverse the game and collect items that will cure as well of curse. Which I believe may have been caused by the wolf and Saber Wolf, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the few times actually because I played it on the Famicom Super Famicom no just Famicom and it's one of the few times where the, the ZX, ZX version was actually better than another 8-bit console because the Famicom just was like set in the woods and stuff it was, uh, it was proper shit that's interesting because um, I know the Spectrum you know the Spectrum's very underpowered machine yeah uh, I'd heard like some podcasts talking about that conversion so the, the, I've never looked back at them though. Te- technically, the way it played might not necessarily be better, but it was the design that was much better. Like you were in a in Night Law in the Spectrum, you were it was like a castle, and you had like sort of um, like archways and stuff that you would go through instead of like just a fucking shit wood that you were going through in fa- right. on the Famicom version. Shit wood. Shit wood. So shit aesthetically, wood. it was much better. Werewolves of London. Uh, Chris has just mentioned there. Yeah. I had a go on that. It was nineteen eighty seven. I played on the ZX Spectrum. You were just like wandering around London, their uh, version of London, for a bit, 
they periodically changed into a werewolf and got shot at by the police. It had a nice torch mechanic where you could you had to pick up a torch and use it when you were in the underground and stuff like that. But other than that, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing, and it just no, I wasn't. That. I didn't enjoy it at all. I'll be honest. I'll, I, I'm going to be honest all the way through. Can you just be honest about that? I'm going to be as honest as possible. Shadowgate, 1987. This was by Sega. Mm. Uh, I played it on the NES. That doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense at all. I can't be right. Sega. I can't possibly be true. It was quite like Zombie from the first Halloween special. Alright. You know, the one by Ubisoft. But you did a version of that, didn't you? On the first Halloween. Check out the first Halloween special, guys, if you want to hear that. Um, it was like a hybrid of first-person exploration, uh, oh, item okay. collecting and exploration. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there was lots of ways to die, like you could be dissolved in slime, sucked into space, melted by a dragon. And one of the characters <laughs> is a werewolf lady, apparently. Oh. So that's the werewolf she connection. Hmm? Still called werewolves, because were means man. She-wolf. In the closet. <laughs> Wolfman, 1988. Um, to the one we played before no that was Werewolf the Last Warrior bad yeah, 90 bad. so Wolfman 1988 I was disappointed now because I thought that would be a lot better than it was mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's, that was a little soundbite uh, review of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one of Ross's favourites I would imagine because it's a text adventure right. uh, same as always you feel like you have to know every possible command before playing is it that was... the one that you were playing yeah, sense of Yeah, exactly. One screen, you're it was dead. just insane. Like Walk through door. Ah, werewolf's killed. You see you later. Bye. It's fucking stupid. Your questions here. <laughs> you would like to try again. Yeah. <laughs> there was like loads of dead ends and ways to die. I actually ate myself at one point. Uh, I don't know what I did exactly, but I started. I think I cut my hand or something, and I just oh. went crazy with the blood and just ate myself. I mean, on text adventures and also mildly werewolves. Have you played Rain? The mobile game. No. It's very good fun. Okay. Similar to a text adventure, Sorry. so you basically get presented with a card. Um, so you play the king mm-hmm. and people come to you and uh, offer you situations and you have to swipe right or left All right. to decide, make a decision. But it's kind of has that kind of text adventure vibe where there's loads of different endings and stuff. Okay. And um, I'm sure one of the characters in that, you end up having to like deal with werewolves. Is it, is it rain as in water or rain as no, in No, as in like R-E-I-G-N. Right. And I think it's on sale on the Google Play Store at the minute, and it's definitely worth playing. It's loads of fun. Okay, we'll check it out. It's a good little idle time killer. Uh, next up, we've got Altered Beast. Uh, played it on the Mega Drive. Um, I Ross die in there. <laughs> genuinely dislike this game. It seems so limited even for the time. And you know when you get the power-ups... There's one in between you being like skinny and being a wolf, and your head looks tiny compared to the body. It just looks so fucking shit. Is that the one he sent a picture of? Possibly, sure yeah. Very possibly. Uh, the werewolf transition screen is just hilarious. And like like Chris said in his email, you can shoot fucking fireballs and zoom across the screen. Well, why? Can you believe that the the Genesis, the Mega Drive, shipped with that game? Really? Did it? Aye. But I also didn't realise you could change it to different it's creatures. A you, there's, a, there's a wolf, you can fly it to into a dragon in the second uh, Each, each level. level has a different um, beast. Beast, yeah. Yeah, right. Hence the name. Altered and beast. later on, they, they brought it back in 2007 or six or something. I PS2. watched it. Yeah. And on that, you fight some... Did you watch that some of that video? 
you watch some uh, you fight weird characters and yeah, that and look shit really the... bad looking leopard yeah like cheetah looking thing sasquatches <laughs> yeah. is that guardians of the realms I don't know well, what Because I played uh, Ultra Beast Guardians of Realms on Game Boy Advance. No, that's Which not. was actually better than the original, but still shit. Still balls. Yeah. The werewolf in Ultra Beast Guardians of the Realms looked like um, Wily e. Coyote. Just proper massive. Uh, next we've got Wolf Child in 1992. I played it on the SNES. Yeah. You played that, didn't you, Ross? Didn't you play it at completion? Yeah, I did, yeah. Tell us about it, please. Right, so um, Ross's spotlight. <laughs> right, this is the only one. Like, Ross, so oh, let's make it good. Ross's spotlight. Wow, that's nice. So I remember this from back in the day. I had it on the Amiga. I had it on copy. Did you really? Yeah, and I couldn't get very far on it. No. So I played it on the snares, and to me, it seemed the exact same sort of game. Mm-hmm. So let's put this in perspective. We'll talk about how nowadays, you know, everything seems more expensive. Like mm-hmm. a pint of beer is more expensive, isn't it? So Tories. why is it? What was that? Tories. Tories. <laughs> well, why how expensive is it, are they like? Why is this a casing? So I bought a game that Neowar, right? And I paid £17 for it. Mm-hmm. And that game lasted me a month. It lasted me about... 60 50 hours mm-hmm. yet wool child would have cost 40 pounds and it did mm-hmm. back in the day back in 92 or whatever and that game lasted 30 minutes really, really? yep jesus Aye. is that not just because you're fucking better at games though i'll be honest with you no replay I, I'm, I'm not but there's I no replay the, i can get off the first level i'm no. i'm not built at games and I did cheat in the sense that I used it save states, but at the start of every level, I didn't cheat to the extent where I would get dead far and then just keep, yeah. you know, save spamming. I was just, I got to the start of every level and that's what I done. The game isn't mm-hmm. that hard. So the game's, all, and again, it's only five stages long, right? So the game is a 2D platformer and you pick up a power up to turn it into a wolf. Yeah. I did, I did quite like the transition of the werewolf. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Well, the, the first You're stage, entitled to your opinion. The first stage is called Stage 1, Wolfship, right? <laughs> That's where you get into the actual thing. That That isn't even a proper stage. It's tiny. Yeah, you fight that weird winged monster at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There's, this, there's this turret that you have to fight that's so annoying on mm-hmm. there. That's a bit of trial and error. Stage two is called the dense jungle. <laughs> now the dense jungle's main pitfall is its leaps of faith. Because uh-huh. you Pitfalls. can't look down on the game. <laughs> you can't like No, no, you so just uh, it, blind faith. There's trees on the game where there's these these weird things limited onto it. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like um they're like lifts and they're like robotically go up and down. They look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the rain <laughs> on it, by the way, if you think the rain on the first Streets of Raves looks bad, yeah. fuck me. Oh, yeah, Simon's actually showing a video of it. Uh, nice. So so st- just, the, the drops are insane. You've literally just got to walk off the edge of like a tree branch and hope that that's the right thing yeah. to do. So that's in 60 like, years. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also had a bit of swamped swamp thing type of vibe where mm-hmm. like some of the enemies you were fighting were like starting to get that kind of genetic mutation going on which was i guess what 
the whole game was trying to go for. Yeah. Stage three was called the Ancient Temple, and it had the classic of the day, Gaia-esque backgrounds right, okay. with maggots yeah. falling from yeah. the ceiling. Mm. Stage four was called Chimara's Base, and that, right, had octopus men. <laughs> so I was thinking of, you know, Octodad, the game that everyone goes on oh, about yes, on the, uh, the PlayStation? And the boss, you're like this, says. So the boss was a giant prone. That's what you thought? Right. So picture this. You come to the screen and there's two pipes. And out the pipe, a giant prone comes. The two pipes are connected in what way? A little half pipe. Right. So you're fighting a giant prone on a half pipe. Well, like a skateboard. Yeah, (laughs) he rolls down at you. Oh, honestly. Hell. So that's it. Kids like skateboards, right? They like skateboards. And they like genetic mutations. (laughs) So stage five, which is the last one, is called Inner Core. And that's where it did get kind of hard. It got hard because in the past, like the game we just played on on the NES there, it would do something where it would openly shift it would totally fuck you over. Uh-huh. But then it would go, oh, I'm sorry, lads. Here's some energy <laughs> yeah, to give so you a back. Yeah. It didn't do that on that one. And then at the very end, you fought the very last boss who turned into a wolf. Right. And you saved your dad. And I showed you the end and where mm. you saved your dad. So that's what Wolf Child was like. And the music was all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it wasn't a very good game. No. No, I only had a quick go of it and I wasn't... Um, I, 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 I think I knew what they were trying to do. I, I felt like I knew I could see what they were trying to do, but some of the animations and stuff and the, the design of it looked pretty cool. But yeah, I think they were trying to create a franchise, maybe, but it just fucking failed. You know the bit in um, American Werewolf in London where he has this horrible nightmare where he's in a party, mm-hmm. and the you know how they burst in, mm-hmm. and they've got. Like the oh my god! Are so I forgot crap. to mention that because there was a bit where like the the nat were kind of like Nazi yeah. wolves. That was all f- really fucked up. The dream sequence stuff from that film. Well, that's what some of that was a bit like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, because the soldiers had like eagerly faces or something. In uh, uh, yeah, aye. but yet the co- what they were wearing was a tall. It was just a human body. Yeah, so yeah. basically, all they'd done is just rubbed out their head yeah. and put a. A weird oversight eagle or something uh, on. Uh, yeah, that's very true. That's the end of the year, year, year spotlight it's finished, this episode. Yeah. Simon, do you want to take the lead on this one? Which one? The end of his spotlight. He's the spotlight is over. It's time to move on. It's nearly its own time and Ross is gone. <laughs> Contra. Hard corpse. Or cause. Core. Hard core. Core. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Fang nope he was Apparently a playable so. character wasn't he on them mm-hmm. yeah cyborg were cyborg cyborg werewolf who was designed to be the ultimate fighter Brad Fang Brad Fang oh, Brad Brad Fang absolutely <laughs> solid uh, the animation was nice and fluid but the game was just so unbearably fast you die with one hit it's a tough game though, too difficult and chaotic Brad Brad Fang Brad uh, Ecstatica from 1994, this was mad. It had this uh, sorry, ellipsoid-style graphics that were like balls. Everything was made up of balls, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting-looking game, but it was pretty shit. I tried to play it on a browser, but it wouldn't work. Uh, the Beast Within, a Gabriel Knight mystery, which was like a basically like a live-action broken sword, 
Uh, looks like corny as fuck, but I could see it being quite innovative for the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, some of the playthroughs may be worth looking at, even though one of them, I think I sent one of them to you guys, and it was like nine hours long. So if you've got nine hours to spare, I don't. you should be listening to this podcast. The werewolf in question is just... Actually, after all of that, after all the game, the werewolf in question, spoiler alert, is just a fucking normal wolf. It's just like, I haven't even tried to make a werewolf. It just transitions into a wolf. Mm. Nightmare Creatures, 1997. That did uh, have... Did have werewolves, yeah. Oh, right, because I played that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Nocturne, remember we mentioned that list uh, this last year? With Spook House. Remember that? Yeah. Set up by Teddy Roosevelt. That had that had um, werewolves. Underworld, the Eternal War. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that last year as well, where you could be a vampire or like a fucking werewolf hybrid. Solane. Wolf Team from 2010. This is a first-person shooter that looks a bit like uh, Counter Strike, but you can turn into a werewolf and slash around if you want. Yeah, isn't that just like a mod of Counter Strike? Maybe it was. It looked a bit shit. They called it an MMORPG, just basically because it had loads of cosmetics and stuff in a mode so you could buy. But apparently, oh, that's that's a, a, a role playing game. The Wolfman, which was a, in two thousand ten by Namco, it was a mobile game. But you know when mobiles, mobile phones were still like fucking flip phones and shit like mm-hmm. that. Maybe mm-hmm. um, that looked kind of shy. It was like a fucking platformer. But look pretty shit. Cream Wolf. Cream Wolf. <laughs> ah, Cream yeah. Wolf. That's uh... which is from 2010. I played it on the browser. Cream Wolf. Absolutely mental. It's on the Adult Swim. I think yeah, it's an Adult that's... Swim. Adult Swim game. Uh, you play as an ice cream man who has to drive around town. It looked a bit like Ghostbusters, the first scene from Ghost level from Ghostbusters. You play your tune to attract the kids. You should have a go at this. Actually, it's really fucking cool. So you press X to play your tune, and it it's sort of. Um, there's and music going anyway, in like in the, in the background. And when you play, press X. It's a bit like, uh, you know how when you explode on Explosion Man, the music changes? No, yeah. But it's the same tune, but it changes a bit to like a more uh, rocky sort of guitar-y thing. Uh-huh. This kind of, when you press X for the ice cream, the music from your ice cream truck just starts playing exactly like the right tune along with the music's playing in the background so it kind of reminds a little bit how it's the same song but like a different version anyway if you might see what I mean if you play it but you play you play a tune to entice the kids and to get some ice cream and you make them fat and make them fans of you and then you turn into a werewolf and all the ones that you've made fat and you like hunt. you like go around and they follow you off to your house and then when you get back to your house you turn into a werewolf and then you eat the kids that's it do you remember in uh, Vice City when you, one of the missions was you, you ran a ice cream van yeah, with bombs you were giving yeah. out drugs oh was it drugs got rid of that didn't it <laughs> <laughs> well it became the fucking handheld game didn't it became the Game Boy game Chinatown Wars was oh. basically a drug dealing simulator mm-hmm. uh, keyboard drum set fucking werewolf oh yeah that's something I, I found out about that was insane you saw some of that I'm yes. sure yes uh, the animation reminded again reminded us a bit from uh, something like Adult Swim and the music was like Test Icicles I don't know if you heard of Test Icicles he's just died one of them's just died oh seriously really young yeah well, oh. 31 I think it wasn't um, Lightspeed Champion was it no no the music um, reminded me of the Lotus have you ever heard of them no it's just like weird keyboard nice shit mm-hmm. yeah like 
it was but the a, guy who made it, he, he's called like Cactus. Yes. That's his, and he's one of the main guys who made um, Hotline Miami. Oh, really? Oh, uh, that makes sense. So if you go on his Wikipedia page, and I, I mean, this is going off Wikipedia, he apparently made shit loads of games. Oh. Because he, he has this, there's this games maker. I mean, one of the games he made, right? Because on Wikipedia, you can't click on a lot of them, but one of them's called Space Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I made best to say what that's about. But um, he made like about 50 or 60 games, and then according to Wikipedia again, it said that he wanted to make, he needed to make money off a game. So he collaborated with someone, and that's when they made Hotline Miami 1 and 2. But that's mm. the only games he's made that's been like marketed properly. Yeah. Everything else has been them sort of like, and I mean, it's a game that you can put it on for half an hour or maybe fifteen minutes and have a bit of fun yeah. with. But there's nothing else. To... Well, the game only lasts. I watch a playthrough; it only lasts like five minutes. Yeah, that's when you get everything right. Yeah, it's perfect. Quite yeah, annoying. Oh, man, Miami's fucking rock. It's class. It's the... like it reminds me of Ollie Ollie, and that you've got to get every gonna... flick and yeah, like. Every change and every movement exactly right. Basically, it's like it's it's a puzzle game that's fucking insane. I'm on like the seventh level and I'm stuck. On um, so hard. Hotline or Ollie Ollie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I clocked Ollie Ollie. Took us a while, but I was gonna recommend Ollie Ollie to you because mm. I I know you like. I got stuck on Ollie Ollie, but I finished Hotline. I finished both of them. It's fucking nails, or yeah. You've just got to keep going. Go yeah, burn, like man. once you like <laughs> once you keep, it's it's always you find like a perfect route where you can kill right. like everyone but one, and then they kill you, and you're just like, Fuck. it's got the meat boy thing. When you die, you come straight back on, yeah. and for me, that kind of it gets rid of the real annoyance of yeah. dying on it. I've uh, played it yours, Hotline Miami. I had a quick go of it, but the music's class. The music's amazing. Kind of it got me into all that sort of stuff. Uh, next, we got McGuffin's Curse from 2012. That, you know, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the pushing the blocks puzzle yes. thing. That's this one. Mm. Uh, so you've got to push and pull the blocks around, but you can only go certain ways without getting stuck. And then the only thing about it is that you can turn into a werewolf. But it's got crazy humour, crazy, crazy humour. <laughs> do fucking blocks. I don't know what, I don't even know what, what how with the werewolf helps, but you can turn it into one. But the humour is along the lines of at one point he smells a, a bench, like a park bench, and it says, this bench smells like 30 different butts. I'm confused. So if you play Fortnite, so you'll probably so enjoy it. No. <laughs> Blood of the Werewolf 2013. A 2D platformer, but when you go into the moonlight outside, you turn into a werewolf. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, in theory, good idea. Uh-huh. But it doesn't look that great, to be honest, graphically. Um, they've tried to make it appear retro, but it just looks a bit dated. And it doesn't really seem to have a, a hook other than the poorly implemented werewolf thing. The werewolf is massive and not very agile as well. So when you go when you turn mm. that, you just kind of you know you look like a big rhino. <laughs> werewolf Island, twenty thirteen or fourteen. Uh, you kind of have to see this one to believe it. Uh, supernatural first person open world horror game. Uh, v- Victor Lupus inherits his uncle's private island after he went missing seven years ago, trying to uncover what truly happened to his uncle. Victor unknowingly expresses himself. Exposes himself to, <laughs> wow, to the oh. enigma of Satanism. Uh, I've put here a Shannis looking game going. What's it called? Werewolf, Werewolf Island. Island. Yeah. I, I can't even fucking find it. Yeah, it's it. fucking awful. <laughs> We've talked about The Wolf Among Us. Uh, like I, I played a bit of it, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to keep going with it. Um, Sang Freud, Tales of Werewolves. 
Now, this one's very interesting. This is from 2013. It has like base building elements and tower defense stuff where you prepare for an incoming wave of werewolf. Mm-hmm. It's like a top-down view. So you can put what, traps. What formats this on? Uh, PC. Right. Uh, you can set traps and bonfires, turrets and things like that. Yeah. On like lanes for them, for you know where the werewolves are coming in. It's very strategic, with, but there's actual, when you actually start the process of the werewolves attacking, it goes into a 3D gameplay. Uh, where you can attack them yourself and trigger different traps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm. When in the setup phase, you can visit different places like there's a shop or you can go to some Native Americans who you can buy like enchanted weapons from and stuff. Or you can visit like I think there's a nurse or something or a nun, sorry, where you can get like healing potions and things. So it's that game that you love but with werewolves. What's that game that you love called? State of Decay? No. They're like uh, turn based. Uh, strategy thing not subterfuge no it's um, on the playstation and xbox what's it fucking called fucking xcom yes xcom right. okay yes um, well I, I, yeah kind of setting up the right things for mm-hmm. going going into battle with a strategy situation. and stuff yeah. yeah absolutely it looked i really like the look of it to be honest there's one bit where you you with a bonfire the wolves sort of circle they won't go close to it so the circle and around it and then he has like a gun and he can shoot them and stuff from distance. It's like, yeah, worth having the deeks. Uh, next we got Werewolf. There's only two more, guys. Come on. In fact, one more. Werewolf the Apocalypse 2018, apparently. Oh. It's based on a tabletop pen and paper RPG, which was designed as a follow-up to Vampire the Masquerade, which we mentioned last year. Yeah. Uh, as you may remember from last year's episode. Yes, you will, because you've just confirmed you do. It, unfortunately, however, the development looks a bit dead. I don't know if they're still continuing with it, but hopefully they will. It looks like it's in association with the people who made Vampire, you know, that with a Y. Oh, right, yeah. Ah, I've never played like that. Like, focus, uh, focus, something. It was so weird. hyped. Yeah. I know. Well, um, last year we were talking about it on the Vampire Special, mm, and then yep. it's just... It, it did come out, but, yeah. It was on sale instantly. Yeah. It, uh, one of the mechanics uh, that they want to have in the game is a rage meter, which you have to manage. It sounds pretty cool. It, ra- it rises when you discover toxic waste or pollution. Because the the whole backstory of the game is um, you're part of like an ancient tribe, I think, that protects the planet. And if you see the humans kind of destroying the planet, then it makes you angry. I think that's oh. generally a really vague way of describing what goes on. So uh, when your rage rises too far, you go into frenzy. And when you're in frenzy, you can't recognize friend from foe. So you could actually end up killing family members or, oh. or uh, uh, friends because you just you, you can't tell the difference, which is an interesting mechanic. A bit of intrigue there. Shame it sounds like it's dead. I know. Yeah. Hopefully it's just had a lull. Omen of Sorrow. I mentioned that earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. The fighting game. Yeah. That's all the games that I want to mention, Ross. Well, I've just got a couple, mm-hmm. and then we can get over this hell. <laughs> uh, so, Darkest Dungeon. I'd watched the video, and they were talking about like werewolves in games. Darkest Dungeon. There's a character class in that. It's called an Abomination, mm-hmm. and you change. It's not quite a werewolf, but everyone goes on it is. All right, then skip it, fine. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll just say one quick thing about Darkest Dungeon. Fuck that game up the arse. I went back to it, and it's such a punishing piece of shit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent so much time on that. If anyone plays it regularly and got some tips for us, you could send it in <laughs> if I want to go back to it. Anyway, Rampage. 
Oh, so yes, of course, yeah. There's three characters in the original Rampage, and one of them's called Ralph. Uh-huh. He's a massive wolf, uh-huh. and when you get hurt, you turn into a little, tiny little man. Yeah, he's definitely a... Ah, uh, really? Well, he's a mutation, and he... Yeah. Uh, he's not a werewolf, because he has a As Dwayne Johnson will tell you. But there's fucking loads of them Rampage games, you know? Yeah. I didn't know that, like... Um, so League of Legends apparently there's a character in that oh, a very right. popular one but we don't all play League of Legends no. League, the dancing thing in Fortnite League of Legends is where that fucking started yeah. League yeah. of Legends was the first game where they started putting meme internet dancers in the games fuck bastards and it's the same the players have probably translated quite uh, yeah. split into Rainbow split from League of Legends into Fortnite and Rainbow Six Like I watched a, a video like trying to explain League of Legends, how he's got all these buffs, this one character, and I was sitting there thinking, I feel like this old dude. It's really complex. Yeah, man, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And the last one I like to mention is it's called Castlevania Legis- uh, Legacy of Darkness. Oh, yes. It's the second one, I think, on the N64. Uh-huh. So the N64 2 um, Castlevanias are meant to be shit. They're like really early um, 3D and they don't play very well. Uh-huh. But that one. Your main character is a werewolf. Okay. He's like, and it's meant to be a really. He's that character is meant to be interesting, but the game's meant to be broken as fuck. Well. Right. Okay. So that's the end of that. One. Fantastic. Well done for uh, not perishing all the way through this. We've made it. We've made it, guys. Oh, I've got to mention one thing before we go. Oh fuck! Why is it? Just uh, Sensible Soccer, I'm doing on it. Oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Please do. With fucking Scunthorpe or whoever you are. I'm Hartlepool, <laughs> right? Hartlepool. <laughs> so, close. I finished my first season. Nice. Hey. Yeah. I got promoted. Nice. Hey. Um, it was the closest of the close. I was the last of the playoffs. Like, I just managed to get into yeah. the playoffs and I got, so I got promoted. Um, I got my first job, I Offer from Preston North End, who were also in wow. that league. Nice. Obviously, didn't accept that. Stay, stay with Hartlepool. Steve Halberry is my top score, goal scorer with twenty six. Banging! Wow, Halbaz. Yeah. Pass the ball, Halbaz. Well, he doesn't. Hmm? He doesn't. He uh, scores. Enjoy the ball, Halbaz. I've just passed it to you. So at the end of the season, something I remembered is the the season ends and the game has to go through every single season ending. Oh, it what? took. 10 minutes. Oh, Jesus. I went down oh, so it goes through like every like fucking it goes through all the like the, series, like the, the, the leagues and shit. Every yeah. single one. Wow. And guess who won the premiership? Newcastle? Yeah. No. They seem to have a hard on for them because What a work of fiction. I, they would have been the best team. I think Blackburn King won Kent. that. Oh yeah, Blackburn won 94. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But they still did have a really yeah. I mean they beat me 8-0 didn't they? Regular listeners will yes. <laughs> And to end this, I got a note from the chairman. Oh, nice. The end of the season, the start of my new season, so I'm now in um, Division 2, and the chairman said, an up and down season, hope you can improve in the future. <laughs> you fucking got them And You didn't I lose 8-0, though. I went on for a banger, didn't I? Because the first half of the season, I was right near the bottom, mm-hmm. but I managed to get like a roll going, and that's the thanks I get. That's a shame, that. But well, well done, though. Uh, we're proud of you. Even oh, if he's not. I'm sure the fans love you. And anyone, and this is a very Pacific question to ask, anyone from who knows the 95, 96 season, 
cheap players who oh, are right, good, yeah. who are also fast. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for that, Ross. David Ginola, man. Oh, he was a player, wasn't he? He, he was. He'd have been expensive. The front right. cover of 19, uh, FIFA '96. Mm. Yeah, '97. Uh, we gifted that to Naylor because we difference. didn't want it. He's on the front cover of FIFA '97. Was it '97? Mm-hmm. Tony, I remember we had that on the the ne- the snares on the cartridge, and we gifted uh, it to Naylor. '96. Oh. He's on the front cover of FIFA '97. It's in '97. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we'll agree. First one I got. Agree to disagree. Bought it from my PC, and it didn't. Uh, didn't take. Didn't, play. didn't take. It didn't. Well, let's fucking close it off. Yes, let's yeah. end it. Let's end it all. There he is. Well, FIFA ninety six. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed uh, the sponsors uh, when uh, obviously the sponsors. Oh god, eh? Oh, yeah. Would have been uh, Newcastle Boone then, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I've got that kit I wear all the time. Do you? Yeah. Full kit, shorts no, and socks, <laughs> shin pads. Ah, that's right. That's not David Ginola at all. Right, okay, cool. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, for joining us, what? Thank you very much for being here. Just for joining me. Woo. Simon, have you enjoyed it? I've had a lovely time. It's been good, isn't it? I have, yeah. Oh. Ross, enjoyed it? Yes, I have, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Class. Next month, we know what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Shall we tell them? Well, it's up to you. If you want. If, if uh-huh. I think we should. You've already said it. Do you know? John Aye. Carpenter. Yes. Yeah, he's already said what, it. On, on record. <laughs> John Carpenter special. Yeah. We're going to see him at the end of October. Play some of his, um, like the theme of the thing and stuff. He didn't write that. He didn't. Didn't, he didn't 18 play. plus gig. He didn't do the thing, did he? No, he didn't. Right, okay, that, no, was, that was Morricone. Uh, that was a he test. Play it, though. Yeah, he wrote it though, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Did he? He'll play it. I didn't realise he wrote it. Okay, fantastic. I just made that fact up. Oh. I make up facts. Oh, well. I'm sure you play um, Halloween. The fog. has got to play that, isn't he? The Fog and Halloween are the big ones. And And uh, Assault on Precinct 30. Thank you. That was the next one. Watching the last from fucking Return to Witch Mountain getting shotgunned out of an ice cream van. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to watch a few few, uh, more of his films um, before that special. I don't know, Ross, if... You said yeah. You sent a couple. Actually, you give us a couple on the USB stick. No, on, on DVD. Yeah, you sent a couple on the original DVD, still in the packaging, Aye. unopened. That I'm going to watch. Receipts, um, like yes, <laughs> tax deductible. So yes, I'm very excited for that one. Any listeners want to get in touch and say anything? Any words out your mouth hole? As always, Gonoxley at yahoo.co.uk at Gonoxley on Twitter. G O N A R C H S L A I R. I think you missed the A. Facebook, part of the game of Facebook is fine. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to make it too easy. Get in touch on Instagram if you want and see what posts from 2015. <laughs> uh, shit a pair out of your brown eye, which rhymes with shoot a flare in the sky. Ross doesn't like saying. Shit a pair <laughs> out of your brown eye. <laughs> you just want to say anything in closing? Simon? No. Shoot. Ross? Nah, the end. Well, thank you very much for listening. End it! <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to
felt this man is very close upon a terror film and a sweat the very lips off the crumbly man. Oh god damn I the man is spiral the bottom kind of sweat the very lips off it. Take the very lips off the resort on the island. Have a happy holiday everybody if you read this message. Oh yeah you little bella. Who's this? So someone was looking at the iPhones in like the PC world. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Are we gonna oh, sweat the very lips off the whole resort? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Might, maybe oh, we ain't wrong. 